0: Log Talk Radio.
1: You are now listening to Kings of Non-Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your host, Jay Andre. Favorite podcast is back on the air, back to back nights. We are in the house and ready to rock and roll. You are indeed listening live to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of in much less detail, the podcast here with you on a Tuesday night, March the 28th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. You got us for two full hours live to get ready for the hardball, our 2023 baseball preview show. It's a whole new ball game with all these rule changes, and uh, the game might look different to me uh, than, than, it ha- than it ever has. I, maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but, uh, Jay, with all these different rule changes, I, I'm sure you got to watch a little bit of uh, baseball uh, in the exhibition season. I watched a little bit as well. Uh, uh, is it going to be, like, radically different? Is, is this really with the shift and the pitch clock and all that – I think it's gonna look like different than it ever has. Uh, maybe I'm just being a little too crazy about it. Uh-oh, Jay, I can't hear you again. <laughs> we, we were having some connection issues before the show started, but it, it, I thought he had solved them. Uh, he was—he uh, wasn't making any sound, uh, and then right before we went on the air, he finally came on and. Said he was here, but there was there was an issue with his headphone, uh, and the last thing I heard from him was let me double check this thing that was making it go out, and apparently it made it go out again. Um, so I don't think this is a connection issue because he was connected. I think it's, this might be a technical situation with his with his headphone. Uh, so this is uh, this is quite awkward because I thought thought I had him, I didn't know if I had him, and then I. Uh, Right before he went on the air, he said, yep, I'm here, and now I I don't have him again. Uh, And it might be where he doesn't know that I don't have him, so I have to text him. Uh, So we're off to a rip-roaring start. Uh, Let him know that I can't hear him at all. Uh, But as I was saying... Okay. Oh, there he is. All right. All right. (laughs) As I was, did you did you hear any of that preamble that I had? No, I heard everything that
2: you said. I could hear okay. you. I just couldn't talk for some reason. I've been having trouble. I'm having trouble with the microphone. Didn't want to connect tonight. Ah. So I've got one of well. these headsets where if you flip the microphone out of the way, it mutes it. Okay. So I flipped it up and then I flipped it back down to talk to you, and it wouldn't connect. So it
1: didn't unmute.
2: But that last time I flipped it down and I heard the beep, like I usually hear when I'm um, back on live. So here I am.
1: Okay, good. So, yes, Uh, it
2: will, it will look different. Um, I, I, my, my experience with it from the spring training, and obviously I think they were being, you know, extra, (laughs) extra is the word, they were definitely being extra in the way that they were applying the rules, um, The bigger bases is more aesthetically different. I mean, obviously, it'll factor into time between the bases. They're trying to increase the running, you know, giving the runners a little bit shorter distance, maybe entice the game to move a little faster on the base pass as well so it doesn't turn into a, a game of strikeouts and homers. Obviously, by banning the shift, they're hoping to get some more balls in play, getting through, get things in motion, get some more runs scoring. I think it's stupid. I think you and I are both on the uh, record that batting the shift it takes away, you know, the, those managerial decisions. And, and, and also, if you're into the stats and you know where the guy is going to hit the ball, you should be able to put your players where the guy is going to hit the ball.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's and. Not... Uh,
2: the, The pitch clock, though, is is dumb. (laughs) And I don't know if it's just it's too short, but the the application of it. And and I like because you're starting to see, like, some of the pitchers are trying to game it and some of the hit, you know, like there's the gamesmanship part of the pitch clock now, too. But this whole you've got to be in the box ready to go at eight seconds or they're going to call a strike on you is, is pretty, pretty dumb.
1: Yeah, it's a clock within the clock. you got to right. be in the box twenty eight seconds you, to go.
2: Yeah, You want to see your team rallying to come back in the bottom of the ninth inning and there's two runners on and you're only down by a run and, oh, wait, the guy makes the last out because he wasn't in the box at eight seconds?
1: <laughs> Game over.
2: Yeah. Everybody especially, go home. Especially as high tension as, as baseball is, I think they need to find a, a happy medium here. Uh, with, with this pitch clock, because that some of the drama is that time between the pitches, you know. And, and I get it; we don't need these six-hour Yankees Red Sox nine-inning game marathons like we like we've used to get. Uh, like used to get, uh, it was like that Sunday night baseball thing. And they've already cracked down on the uh, you know Dave Roberts issue, where you just go and get a new reliever every. <laughs> You know they might as well just carry seventeen relievers. Yeah, um, they, they've they're trying. I I give them that baseball. You know, knows it needs to kind of catch up with the twenty first century. But you can do all of that, and we still have these terrible umpires.
1: Oh gosh, that that is definitely a, still a still a issue. Still a big we so the, still have yeah. some ump shows and oh right. That. So um,
2: you can do all the things that you want but you, the the game is still, you know, balls and strikes and, you know, out and safe and all of that is still being called by a, a group of mostly substandard uh, umpires. And I, apparently they've also cut down on the amount of time that teams are going to have to challenge plays. If you've heard that one. Uh,
1: no, I, I, I didn't hear that one.
2: Yeah. I believe they've shortened the amount of time uh, the teams are going to have to, to, you know, call for challenges to, I mean, which, again, I'm okay with that as well. You shouldn't, you know, have a, a long period of time to decide. You should know if you want to challenge something. If it's that egregious, you should know.
1: Yep, I agree with that. Uh, we know
2: all about his uh, football
1: opinions. We know he loves his Jets. We know that he knows that Giannis is uh, elite. Uh, I don't think we've ever he- uh, heard any baseball opinions out of him, so I'm very interested to hear what this, uh, what this is going to go like. Uh, Lou in Jersey, how you doing, Lou? How did you
3: know it was me? <laughs>
1: I thought I'd oh, let uh, you forget.
3: Oh, yeah. you, well, you're, unfor- about, you're unforgettable, pal. <laughs> thanks. Well, I've been doing this now for 10 years, so yeah. So anyway, we're about now, oh, let's say about a mere 36 hours and counting from the first pitch of opening day. And it's, so I'll say one thing, it's not your father's brand of baseball, that's for sure, or even your grandfather's brand of baseball. We're looking at a whole different ball game you know, with these new rules. But you know what? I think it's about time that they did, you know, because you know how slow the baseball game is going, especially with, like you said, with the Yankees and Red Sox, that takes about, you know, the whole day. And your whole day, your whole day is, like, shot to hell. So, you know, this this does make, you know, a welcome change. I'll give you one thing that maybe eight seconds of practice, that might be a little bit too short. It was maybe about maybe... uh like, say, within 12 to 15 seconds, that might be more more reasonable. I know you're going to get the Bears box in eight seconds, and you've got 15 seconds to get the pitch off. So maybe, you know, if they do try to tweak it, I think it might raise up to like about maybe 12 to 15 seconds to get the Bears box in. That would be more legit.
1: Yeah, they're trying to limit the uh, the pitchers taking forever, but they're also trying to limit the, the Nomar Garcia para stepping out and doing stuff with his yeah. batting gloves for, for a, a, you know, two minutes in between each pitch. Uh, I mean, so. you
3: know, because that's the part of the stall tactic, and I think that's what they want to get rid of. I mean, that's always, you know, stalling. I mean, you know, the players stalling in general. I mean, because that does present a problem. I'm like, will you hurry up already and throw the ball? What a dope.
1: I mean, but that's, to me, that's part of the charm of the game. That's that's going to be my old man get off the lawn thing is I don't like clocks in baseball because that's the one sport that there wasn't any clocks to begin with, and that made it different. Well, that, let me that ask you this. I mean,
3: does anybody, does anybody complain about, you know, having a a clock in football, which is like the play clock 35 seconds? No. Does anybody complain about the NBA clock 24 seconds? No. So, you know, I mean, it's got to take time to get used to it, but I think once that we do get used would say like um, mid season. I think they're going to be okay with it. Nobody, bo- nobody complained about pitch clocks in other sports.
1: Right, that's my point. Baseball was not other sports. It was baseball. It was different. So I don't want to. I don't. I didn't want. I don't well, want baseball to be like other sports.
3: Right.
2: When you think about ball and hockey, well, the hockey doesn't have it. But fo- you know, those football, hockey, yeah. basketball, those are timed sports. So having a shot clock, having a play clock that, that, that directly influences the amount of plays that you can have in a game in baseball. You get 27 outs. It doesn't matter a game, you know, before they came up with the the crazy, even though it still could happen, but before they came up with the stupid uh, extra inning runner on second base thing, theory, you could have a baseball game that never ends. It could be played forever. Um, So that's where I'm – you know, Dre is right. That's part of the charm of baseball. It's a pastime, not, hey, you know, clocks and and penalties and and all that type of stuff. So all those other sports are up against a countdown clock. Like football, you got four 15-minute quarters and basketball. And, you know, I understand having the shot clock because, you know, before the shot clock, a guy would just stand there and dribble it out for the whole quarter. Right. Before my – it's a long time ago, but that change, those no, changes made sense. That's you still know, happening football, in high
1: schools around you know, the country today. There's still four to two <laughs> yeah. basketball games because they don't have shot clock. I remember, so that, I under, you know, I football,
2: understand used that. To have, uh, football used to have a longer play clock, and then they shortened that, and now it's down to that. Seconds. Right, it used to be 45 seconds. Now yep. it's down to that 35 I think seconds.
3: I, was, I think I was alive for that.
2: Yep, I think we all were. So right. that's pace of play, and baseball's trying to do this pace of play but it's unnatural to the game. So there needs to be kind of a happy medium. Um, I would much rather see if the batter's not ready at that eight sec- – you know, at whatever time they – hey, give the guy a warning. You know, hey, you get a warning, yeah. you do it again, we're hey, going to call a strike. And- don't ring the guy up the first time it happens because uh, there are a lot of examples of right. this that I've seen throughout the whole spring training where it's not always the batter's fault. Like the batter's Sometimes supposed the batter's- to get one
1: one-timeout, so –
2: Oh, right, and batters are getting sort of deeked by the pitchers because the pitchers aren't ready. So the batter's kind of waiting for the pitcher
3: to be set. Well, it's not at eight seconds. So well, now you've got to move on, buddy. You know, no more stalling. Right.
1: It's so it's so silly. There's they'll, no they'll need for all it, I that.
2: think they'll figure it out uh, yeah. because, I, you know, as if there's enough of an uproar or if it causes a game to, to change, you know, it, it's just like with any new rule, you have to iron out some of the kinks.
1: Oh, and there will be course. some game altering uh, decisions with with stuff, yes. with that stuff, and, and uh, no, it's I not understand that.
3: To be that. Truth, right I can tell you that it's you know there is going to be problems, especially in the early weeks of the season. I can promise you that. But something did need to be done. So I I, was, I, why is you in corner? You know, <laughs> well, back in back in my day, I mean, okay, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but you know, even back in the '70s, games didn't take four hours to get done, and this was '90s. And we didn't help that. But now, as the game was slow to a crawl, I'm going to see a snail move faster in some of these baseball games. So something needed to be done, definitely.
0: My
1: argument is they don't all take four hours now. It's only certain teams and certain games in which they, uh, it's clearly their strategy is to get as many pitches out of the starter as, as possible so that they can get into the bullpen and really tee off, which I understand Name that, and I don't have
3: a problem with it. Name of the Red so top top of the top 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 top. because we know how to- yeah, and oh, gosh. of course uh, with that with those two teams, no lead is safe. You could be up seven runs, and you think the game will be over? Wrong. This is Red nope. people. It's not over till it's over.
1: No, nope, because they got into those bullpens, and and anything can happen when you when you get into those uh, those. Because they know
3: each other? They know each other too well. That's the thing. You well, know, we they're, were they're gonna... We were a division rival, and they have playing since the beginning of time almost. <laughs> You know what right. you know what the strategy is. You know how they're going to feel each other out. That's why it happens like that.
1: Uh, they're they're still going to know each other, so that doesn't uh, address that at all to me. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to be on my soapbox uh, about that. Uh, so we're going okay. to get to our our, our season preview. You, you got any uh, World Series predictions, uh, Lou?
3: Hmm. Right now, no. I mean, in June, more likely because you can't you can't really take you know World Series winners like before the season even begins. I mean, I have to be a little bit premature. Once I think we get into, like, 50 games of the year, then I think we can get a better clue of what's going to happen because that's when you start to separate the men from the boys. And if you're, like, say, um, well, the Carlisle Rockies, your season's probably over then anyway. Oh, boy. You get the idea. Uh, pick the Pirates uh, against the
1: Rangers. Come on. Step out on the limb.
3: Pirates and the Rangers, yeah, right. Let's see, your season <laughs> ended. Your season ends tomorrow before the before the regular season begins. Yeah. All
1: right, we're uh, we're gonna get to our, our breakdown. We're gonna spend two hours breaking it down and picking the, a World Series because it's fun, not because we're gonna be correct about it, but because we're gonna have fun with it. So that that's what it's all about.
3: If you, if you get a chance, you can tune to my show as well, uh, the Indiana Sports Show. We're on. Uh, wait, you're in? The, are you in the Eastern Time Zone?
1: Nope, we're central
3: Central okay, then in that case, in your case, it's three to five uh central time. number is five, one, two, five, four three, four, six, six, two. uh we're also on YouTube now, and all you gotta do is just go go into Google and type in the enhanced the enhanced sports show on it, and you'll you'll see me on camera. that's right we've now gone we've now gone to television, isn't that all? Oh boy yeah i am a laughing stock in new jersey now
1: Ugh. can't can't wait to see that uh lou thanks, yeah, for, thanks for thanks for coming on lou you're always a, a treasure thanks i'll be i'll be back <laughs> i know uh, lou, lou in jersey I, I i muted him i had to cut him off because we got to get going here <laughs> he's something boy uh all right, so our, our breakdown of the whole season, which we admit is very uh, unlikely to turn out the way we say because teams are completely different by the time we get to October. you got the trade deadline, you got injuries, you got all that. But we do it anyway because it's baseball, and we're happy baseball's back, and we want to have some fun. Uh, so right, it was and mix-
2: because baseball is easy. There's, there's really only half the league that competes.
1: It should be easy uh, because there are a lot of teams that have already decided to tank and, and aren't even trying. Yes. That is true. Uh, what's difficult is figuring out exactly which of those 10 or 12 teams that have a chance to win are actually going to win. Cause that's almost uh, a bit of a coin flip right. when you get to how many teams get altered due to injuries and trades and all that.
2: And that's, what makes, right. this, and that's what makes this fun because you know, it's, us we get to pat ourselves on the back, right? Hey, I got the I got the Seattle Mariners to, to the playoffs last year.
1: <laughs> Finally, after ten years of trying. Uh, so we're gonna figure out these divisions. The rule changes we uh, talked about a little bit. Uh, pizza box bases. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, only two pitcher throwovers. Uh, all, all these rules are on MLB.com. If you want to go uh, read them and look them up and get all the details about the pitch clock and the How many times a pitcher can disengage and no more infield shift. Uh, One thing I want to mention about the no infield shift thing is I don't know if you caught the commercials that MLB have been putting out there with different celebrities and whatnot talking about some of these rule changes. And the one about the infield shift where they have the guy talking about, hey, no more infield shift that allows the defense to make great plays again. I'm taking a rhetoric class this uh, this semester in, in college uh, online at the uh, yeah. University of Memphis. That's just rhetoric. That is straight propaganda. Yeah. fuck are you talking about?
2: I knew you were going to be all over that one because I saw
0: that commercial, and I was like, no, you lost me. I,
2: I, you know. the game, <laughs> I, I had to pull a Danielle. I'm sorry. What,
1: what the hell are you talking about? It allows the defense. Allowing the defense to make plays is the point of shifting, so they don't have to go out of their well, way to try to break their defense. But, to but the you're ball. not
2: making a great play if you're perfectly positioned in, in, you know, shallow right center to catch the ball on a rope. That's not I a great say. defensive play. That, that's great, man. That was.
1: I didn't say it was the point to make a great play. I said it was the point to make the play.
2: So That's now, I do but now because play. there's no shift, these guys have to bust their ass more yeah. to make it defensive They got a wrist injury plays. and try to
1: break their legs to get over yeah. there. Oh, man. Get, get out of, get out of town with that bullshit uh, that allows them to be great defense. Uh, yeah, you, you knew that was going to get under my skin. So that is just nothing Where but I again.
2: Where I will, where I will diverge a little bit from crapping all over everything that they're doing. I am okay with, if anything, that brings back base running and some maybe some small ball aspects and some hit and runs. If we see a little bit more of that, I'm okay with that because I think we're both going to agree that baseball has basically been homers and strikeouts. That's not exciting.
1: It's a bit of a tough watch. I will give you that.
2: So I understand where they're – what they're moving away from and moving towards, but, you know, are you throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, right? I mean, are you right. you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face, you know. Yes, you're trying to fundamentally change the game of baseball, um, but also are you breaking it at the same time?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Uh, Joe Sheen is a great baseball writer, and his point for years has been, throw everything else out. And the reason we have nothing but homers and strikeouts is because every pitcher that comes in now throws 98. And yeah, and all the,
2: and all these minor leaguers, all they're being taught now is launch angle.
1: Yeah, and you're not going to do anything else with up, the with the ball because swing. they're all throwing 98. Right. So just, just go for swing. the... Just go for the fences. Just just try to jack everything because you're not going to do anything otherwise. Uh, so his deal is, you really want to alter the game, you got to move the mound back because these got they've outgrown the sixty feet six inches. Everyone's throwing ninety nine hundred. You have to move the mound back, and I, that's radical as hell. But man, I, I think I'd rather go for that one move and see how that alters baseball than all these other moves that they're trying to do. So that that that's what I'm stuck with in my mind is is. All these things are trying to counteract what you just said. With is just the homers and strikeouts, which does make baseball tough to watch. I completely agree, but uh, I think maybe moving the mound back might solve all of that. But I don't think they're going to do that, obviously.
2: Or lowering um, the mound.
1: Uh, yeah, man, maybe yeah, that that would be radical as well. Um, and the one other small rule change that's probably going to get overlooked, but might be uh, uh, as effective as anything, is no more weighted schedule. Uh, Thirteen division games for each team instead of 19. Uh, so these teams that are beating up on all these teams that we're talking about that aren't trying to compete, there's 15 or 16 teams that aren't even trying, and the division winners get to beat up on the uh, you know the Oakland A's and the Detroit Tigers, a team like that. Uh, you get a few less chances to do that. It's, it's not as, as weighted as it used to be. And 46 interleague games for each team. Um, and like I said, the full rundown of the, uh, the rules are on MLB.com
2: if you want to look for all of that. I, ah. I was a fan of the heavily divisional schedule. So we'll see how this goes this year.
1: Yeah. I kind of liked it too. Get to beat up on the bad teams and the good teams. You, you knew you were going to have a, a shot at them in September, no matter what you knew, you're going to have you know another six or seven games uh, against your division rival. So not going to be quite that way anymore. All right. After all of that preamble, you ready to make some picks?
2: Yeah, let's do this. I'm sounding a little better tonight. I'm not coughing as much. Um, you know, the, the, appreciate you taking it easy on me last night. I could sense there were some times last night that you were going to throw it over to me and stopped yourself.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I knew I I made sure to do it a, at least a couple of times. I didn't want to yeah. just have you know me and Jerry just monopolize the whole but, thing.
2: I know, but I've been doing this show a long time with you, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, there's a silence. And he's just he's going to throw it to me. He's going to throw it to me, and then you were just like, and then you went back to Jerry. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, yeah, let me let me look at something else on the card instead of uh, getting Jay's opinion yeah. on. So the, I'm, the, I'm you are actually, sounding you are sounding better tonight.
2: I'm actually glad that you guys did the majority of the lifting last night because you had a lot of positive things to say, yeah. and it wasn't just a, a snooze fest, crap fest all over <laughs> the, the state of the league. So it was a good show.
1: Credit to WWE for allowing us to have positive things to say. We didn't have to spend all that time on how old everybody is uh oh there's goldberg again and there's uh, you know somebody else that's 50 years old they, they do have edge but it, it's not just populated with all these old guys so much better job uh by wwe uh, with their products so if you I, missed uh, that last night it was uh, the wrestlemania preview and it was much much more positive than normal
2: i apologize if you get a straight cough i i do not want to tempt fate by muting my microphone because i'm worried that if i flip it <laughs> up it might not come you know, it might not turn back on. So
1: Yeah, we've uh, already experienced
2: that. I apologize in advance if you get a straight off tonight.
1: Hey, we all understand. All right. Twenty twenty three baseball preview. It's a whole new ball game. Let's see how this shakes out. As tradition, we start our previews in the uh, division of the reigning champions and that would be the uh Houston Astros and uh Industry yep. We Trusty. so uh, Oh man the The American League West. Uh, so, the football preview. I remember we uh, I, I came up with let's just do our uh, the order of our division and then break down the teams instead of trying to uh, break down the teams one by one. So, get our order out there and then have our our discussion and debate based on uh, our, our order and how different it might be. Yeah, because uh, wanna...
2: with baseball, it usually comes down to more. You know, we're we're so much we're so kumbaya because it's so predictable a lot of times. So. You know who the bad teams are. Um, maybe, maybe one of us has a surprise somewhere. Who knows? That's the fun of it. We always try to find one. But uh, yeah, AL,
0: never
2: know. AL West. I, you know, and it's funny. Shows how old old school I am. Was uh, with the Astros. I thought I was going to start with AL Central <laughs> for some reason.
1: <laughs> or NL West. That'd be really NL. Old.
2: Yeah. Or NL Central. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know? baseball has <laughs> realigned and gone crazy so many times. So my order for the AL West, a um, little bit of an upset. I'm going Mariners, Astros, Rangers, Angels, A's.
1: Uh, you're tempting fate now. You, you get the Mariners uh, a little hot, and now you're going to go all the way. No, they're you they're,
2: they're they're young and they're they're very good.
1: They are. They are young and very good. Um, only differences at the top, I'll, I'll have the Astros repeat and the Mariners, uh, second, and then Rangers, Angels, A's, um, and any wild cards, uh, out of the AL West.
2: Yeah, I do have the Astros and the Mariners, obviously as Mar- Mariners are coming so both of them I have coming out of the division. Maybe you do as well, just flip-flopped, but.
1: Uh, correct. I do have ah. the Mariners, uh, winning the wild card.
2: So the only difference for us is the division winner. So not a not a not a horrible embrace debate moment here for us. But
1: we we do not have to spend twenty minutes on the AL West.
2: No, no. Uh, the Astros are you know, they're the Astros. Uh, Justin Verlander leaves town, so that's going to be a big void to fill. But they still have a uh, they still have a, that's a great rotation. I, I cannot fault you for picking the Astros. That's probably the chalk pick. Uh, I don't know if you have the betting odds. I'm sure that I do. I'm sure that is the top betting favorite. Um,
1: the Astros are the top favorite to win it all. They are the
2: oh, okay. World
1: Series favorite at plus six hundred.
2: And that's again that's it, it, it. Makes sense, right? And they are um, they are
1: minus one ninety for the uh, for the division.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a solid lineup. I think it's a little light at the back end. Um, it's a very front-loaded, front-heavy lineup, uh, minus Jose Altuve here, uh, dealing with the broken thumb, which mm. they can tell you they can tell you eight weeks. But that is that's that's gripping the bat. That's bat strength. Uh, that might be a longer thing. Uh, anytime these guys are dealing with hands, whether it's uh, the ham hamate bones or the thumbs, wrists. Anytime you have that as a hitter, uh, that time don't be surprised if it's memorial day and jose el tuve is either not back yet or he's not quite himself yet but that's right had,
1: back and, uh, and scuffling
2: correct so that's going to be some big shoes to fill and a big void in the top of that lineup but you know like one through five that's that's just a monster lineup even without el tuve and it's a good rotation uh, you know, Framber's there, Javier, Akiti, Luis Garcia, Hunter Brown steps into the five spot. Solid one through five. Bullpens, eh. I mean, I don't quite trust anybody in that pen. Ryan Presley, I guess, is the closer right now. We'll see if he can hang on to that throughout the whole year. Closers are so tenuous these days. Um, But might be the only thing about that team that I look at with a, with a little bit of a side eye uh, would mm-hmm. be that bullpen in that closing situation.
1: Uh, yeah, it, they, but they got a real good uh, situation behind him because uh, if he slips up, they can slip uh, Rafael Montero right in there. I don't think mm-hmm. they would miss a beat. Um, yeah. And even Brian Stanick behind them uh, with the yeah. uh, experience from Tampa.
2: And Naris um, Hector and Neris was a closer in Philly.
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, so yeah, the champs they they still have the filthiest rotation. I I completely agree with that. Um, you can't really count on Lance for because he's always hurt. But right. as we know, when he when he does get in there, he, he's very filthy. Um, they, they still have those professional bats. They don't get <laughs> rattled. I, I still we we uh, like you said. You apologize for the random Sorry. cross. Um, I still remember that uh, Kyle Tucker is like one of the last guys that I saw back when I was uh, going to the Triple uh, A games and, and looking at these guys coming up through the system. He's one of the last ones that I looked at and said, "Okay, he's he's the real deal. He's going to be a stud. He looks the part. He swing, his yep. swing is perfect. Uh, he, he makes great contact. He's he's got great tools in the box. He I, I knew he was going to be great as uh, soon as I saw him uh, down there in Triple A." Um, and, oh, by the way, they added MVP in, in Jose Abreu. Uh, so this, just throw the, him, throw him on the, in the fire and, and add him to the list of, of professional hitters there. So they're not going to miss out Altuve uh, just because uh, they got so many bats already there uh, in, in that lineup. So that's why I picked the, uh, the Astros to repeat as division champs. Um, I don't hate the Mariners, obviously. I picked them as a wild card. Uh, they got a, a very tough rotation as well after uh, the Luis Castillo acquisition last year. Uh, they they can uh, move. They got the same issue at, at closer. Uh, I think that they're set up that they can move that beastly uh, Andres Munoz and his 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Yep. They can move him into the closer role if Paul Sewald falters. So just like the Astros, I think they're set up behind their closer, their closer falters. I think they can make that change very easily. Uh, and, of course, yeah, those really like young
2: – there's five guys with closer potential in that bullpen. Yeah,
1: there's – yeah a lot lot of lot of experience uh with with late inning pressure situations for Seattle so yeah they look really good Diego Castillo I remember him in uh uh, uh Tampa as well um and they uh, they got those young bats uh, that otherworldly Julio Rodriguez he's uh he's something else uh can't say enough about him they add Teoscar Hernandez good power bat um and Ty France is another one of those guys that I saw come up through Triple A that I said, okay, he's he's really got some potential. Uh, back when he was a Padres uh, prospect, so I, I don't hate pushing the Mariners up to number one, but it, it's the Mariners. You're you're really tempting fate there, you know.
2: Yeah, of course I am, but I you know last year broke the seal, so guys, <laughs> oh. the, the limit.
1: Uh, we both got the uh, uh, the Angels behind the the Rangers now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, which know, one do you to... want to
2: lead off with? Because I think that would be a minor. I, I think both of us thought we might be pulling something on the other one by it, based on right, off what, right. Yeah, uh, I like the additions that the Rangers made. Obviously, they're trying to address their pitching, which is always troublesome for them. But and the Angels are Mike Trout. Show atani and guys, and that's my problem with the Angels.
1: Yeah, uh, no, no argument with any of that. Um, yeah, you, you add Jacob Degrom; he's, he's completely untouchable. He's also hurt a lot, and that's why he's yeah. a Ranger. <laughs> Right, it's great. He's so great. There's no way the Mets would have let him go except he's, he gets hurt all the time. It's almost the Lamar Jackson thing a little bit that you you know how how great he can be when he's healthy, but he, he can't stay on the field. So you hesitate to give him that money. Um, expect a much better first half for for Marcus Simian. I remember his first half of the season last year after mm. uh, arriving. I, so do uh, I. <laughs> Uh, we both had him. I, I had him in my fantasy league, and of course, you had him in the in the keeper. And, ooh, still, man, do. and, I still, <laughs> and
2: still do. I still do. I got to keep him because he we extended him. So, but no, yeah. if we get if again, when you've seen the body of work of Marcus Simeon, and you go, okay, he had one bad half. He he's been pretty damn good otherwise. You know, most of the time, the good players will revert to the norm. And and what was he hitting one ninety? At Memorial Day, it, I mean, it was terrible.
0: His it first half, awful. and he
2: still, and he still, ended up having a productive season after that just disaster first half um, yep. that he had last year. He ended up getting that batting average all the way up to two forty eight. God, he must have hit three hundred in the second half last year.
0: He
1: had a very good second half. I, I absolutely uh, yep. remember it. I, I I had trade offers all the time for him all the way up to the deadline. So yep. everyone else knew he was going to rebound too. So it, it was not a, it was not a surprise is, that he,
2: which is funny that he did. being that our team, you know, ended up winning money on the last day of the season. And I remember talking to you around the, because t- we made no trades and I remember talking to you last year, like, no, I don't need to make trades. I just need, guys to be good
1: you <laughs> need the people you picked up to actually do something yeah
2: correct and so it's like the best trade we made last year was keeping the guys on the team and marcus simeon was was a big part of that so i would expect i don't expect his 2021 campaign you know with the with the 40 with the 45 bombs uh that he had but you know i could see him getting back to that 30 home run plateau with the with the more he could be a 30 30 guy this year if the rules allow
1: sure um and i think they have another mvp candidate there uh every year uh adolis garcia gets a little more uh he gets better a little more dangerous yeah so yeah we we both got texas over and yeah it's clearly shohei uh obviously his final ride before he he goes to New York in free agency I, I don't, yeah. yeah I don't know if this is his is his walk year or next year I think this is his walk year um and there's no Not way up he's on his to...
2: contract status but uh, after him and Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers is okay uh don't trust that rotation no I don't you know no, I, I don't his... like them <laughs> I right, pulled the headphones off for that one um Oof. Well, you know, and then again, it's, I've always called it the clown show. I mean, he's clearly probably the best player in baseball, all around best player in baseball, but they have to change so many things for him. They said, no, he's going to start every sixth day, no matter what. So what you're doing to the rest of your rotation for the star ends up hurting you. I think in the long run, um, with a guy like that, versus just trying to work him in. <laughs> Excuse me, because you also need him in the field. It, it, to me, it's a clown show. It, it gets booties in the seats. What you know? It, it looks great on TV. It's high drama. Everyone loves him, but I don't think whatever t- I, I don't see him winning a World Series if they are changing everything for him.
1: I think there's a lot of other parts that go into him being a champion. I don't think it's it has too much to do with anything going on around him. I don't, I, I respect the rest of that rotation so little that I don't think that matters <laughs> that they are. It's not like they're pushing, you know, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander back uh, to make room for Otani. They're, they're pushing back Tyler Anderson and, and, and Jose Suarez and Griffin canning. And no, I don't, I don't have much respect for the rest of those guys. Uh, I think they're doing what they can and, and all they can with the guy. I, I don't know if the Yankees are or whoever. I just keep saying the Yankees, but right. whoever Otani goes the to, after he, uh, yeah, they they got the money to. Uh, I don't think whoever he goes to is going to do things much different than what the Angels are doing. I think you have to let him pitch because he's an ace, and I think you have to let him hit because he's a, a hell of a slugger and and also runs. Like yeah. you, you can't stop him from doing those those things because he's he's great at everything, right? Um, and yet still they can't win because of all the other stuff surrounding that team. they just, there's not a good team around them. It's, just, you know, there's nothing he can really do about it. He, 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 you know, he can't make Anthony Rendon live up to his contract. He can't make Hunter Renfro yeah. uh, do anything other than strike out a lot, which he's going to do there. Cause that's what he's done everywhere he's been. Uh, Mike Trout has been trying to do everything he can for that team for years. And there's, there's just nothing you can do. The rest of the team yeah. is just not good.
2: You have Taylor Ward, I mean, the clock struck midnight. He had the Marcus Simeon second half and first half reversed.
1: <laughs> right. Red hot in the first half. And the clock, then oh,
2: yeah. It. He turned back into a pumpkin. Like we said, he would. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Oakland was minus two oh two run differential last year.
2: Uh, Worse A's, A's are garbage, we don't really need to spend uh, much time on them. Uh, they traded they traded uh, Sean Murphy, not Bunting, uh, Sean Murphy, the catcher. That, I mean, he the, could uh, bunt the, if he wanted it, to. They, they could. I really want to find a picture of him in the Bunting position <laughs> for our for our Like you know, just just put that up there.
1: That joke that 17 people in the entire world would get.
2: They'd be like, what is that? All oh, that Sean Murphy bunting.
1: Uh, what? Huh? Uh, yeah, the you A's have to be a real deep uh, football fan to get that. Um, no, that everything's going to turn around. Shintaro Fujinami is here. That's going to change everything.
2: Uh, I don't know who that is.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, never mind. <laughs> He's a guy, huh?
1: Yeah, he's a guy. He's a he's a he's a new starting pitcher and he's he's there and that's gonna change everything for Oakland. Uh A's are plus twenty five thousand to win the American League West if you're feeling lucky wow. uh, with with the long shots. Rangers you know, are plus I'd one thousand.
2: I'd rather put a Hundo on that than put one point eight <laughs> million dollars on the Vikings to, you know, lose a thirty three to nothing game. Um
1: yeah. I I I'll I'll do neither. I'll do neither. How about that?
0: Oh.
1: Uh Rangers are plus 1000, Angels are plus 800, Mariners are plus 300 and the Astros uh the aforementioned Astros minus 190 uh to win the AL West. Okay.
2: Oh, well, so 100 wins me 300, huh? If I put it on the Mariners.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah, do you feel it? Do you feel it real lucky?
2: I, wa- I wish I could go back and well uh find out what their odds were last year to make the playoffs because man, it could have made. I probably,
1: some- probably Probably pretty good. Uh, Let's move on to the American League Central, the home of my beloved White Sox. Uh, Yes. One through five, uh, your AL Central.
2: Uh, My AL Central is your beloved White Sox, the Cleveland Ball Club, (laughs) the Minnesota Twins, the Kansas City Royals, and the Detroit Tigers.
1: And uh, any playoff teams other than the White Sox? No. White Sox by themselves. All right. Uh, this is the year that I finally jump off of the White Sox bandwagon, which will allow them to go ahead and win the division, thankfully.
2: Yeah, well, they got rid of uh, La R- Sort of. They got a little. Might as well have been tied. La R- <laughs> La R- they got rid of LaRusso. <laughs> La R-
1: That's a Freudian slip. That right there was a Freudian slip. Uh, uh, La R- Tony La Russa, Tommy Lasorda, same guy. Um, they they did. Um, but I've still got them three. I, I still don't. I, there's a lot of issues there. Uh, Cleveland Ball Club to uh, repeat as division <laughs> champs is who I'm going with. Okay. Uh, followed by the uh, followed by the Twins and then the White Sox and then the Royals and the Tigers.
2: Yeah. So we're completely them. kumbaya on the bottom. It's shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, by the way, I have the Twins uh, emerging as a wild card as well.
2: Okay. Fair enough. The twins are all—they're they're feisty. They're like—they're not—they're not raised feisty, but you know, you give them it's three out of every five years, the twins are going to sneak into the playoffs. It just seems like,
1: yeah, yeah, they—they they find a way. And I—I uh, I like their their starting rotation. I think it's sneaky good. Uh, where in the world is is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carlos Correa? He went all around the world to every team in the league, he signed 13-year <laughs> yep. contract with every single team, and he wound up back with Minnesota. That's right. um, so after globe trotting and, and signing with 14 other teams, he's back and, of course, the Twins are happy about that. That was so weird that every other team said, nope, your medicals look like shit, and the Twins are like,
2: yes, we get them back, all right.
1: Uh, so a, it, there's, a, there's a disconnect that's a there. Sneaky,
2: so. That's a sneaky offense. There's not a lot of big names in that offense, right? I mean, your your average baseball fan has no idea about Max Kepler, and Jose Miranda, and Nick Gordon, but these are you know these are pro ball players, and they they somehow find a way to produce. So this is the Twins are always that under the radar kind of team, and I don't love their rotation, but I really like their bullpen.
1: Yeah, oh the yeah they got some fireballers out of the pen. Um, and the underrated offense, uh, the, the glue to that almost feels like it's Jorge Polanco. Like every time uh, uh, i watching the White Sox games, every time they, they think they got the Twins right where they want them, the Polanco comes up and hits a three-run homer and just fucks them over. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah.
2: that, that guy yeah. again? Um, and they'll, uh, get, the then other, they'll get Royce Lewis back for two weeks during the middle of the season.
1: <laughs> Until he gets hurt again.
2: Right, they get to look uh, forward to that.
1: Byron Buxton is the guy that could be the glue if he could stay on the field. Speaking mm-hmm. of guys who, get – I don't know if I've ever heard of this. You want to talk about? Uh, I don't know if this is coddling a, a youngster or a new, you know the new era of taking care of a young guy and, and doing all you can for him. The plan apparently is to take Buxton and DH him a lot, if not permanently, for yeah. no reason to, than to save wear and tear because he's made of toilet tissue and he's always he's fragile. Dirt. Yeah, he's extremely, but he's such a great defender. Just the thought of he's a he's an awesome center fielder. We can't use him in center field because he gets hurt all the time. The, the thought right. of that is like, mind blowing. But uh, that's apparently the plan there. But so you know they're what? Rolling
2: they're, in, So they're rolling in with Michael Taylor in center field.
1: oh Michael A. Taylor, the former Royal, is there? Is going to yeah. be their center fielder? Uh, he's he's not bad. He's not Buxton. He's definitely no. not Buxton
2: but they clearly um, want Buxton's bat.
1: Right. They they, they want to keep him around
2: as much as possible.
1: They they're just frustrated. They're they're aggravated. They can't keep the guy on the field. And they're like, "Okay, this is our new plan. Don't go on the field, you fragile piece of garbage. Just stand there and bat and don't do anything no. else. And when you're not batting, you're going to sit there on that X that's on the bench and you're not going to move because if you get up, you might trip and break something. So just
2: sit right and, there
1: and don't do anything."
2: And for and hey, you got Joey Gallo in that lineup and with the shift band, he might hit 210.
1: <laughs> Which would be a 40 point increase for him. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, the rotate, the Pablo Lopez from Miami uh was a sneaky really good acquisition. He was very solid uh for the for the Marlins. Sonny Gray is a is a sneaky good ace. He's not, you know, he's not throwing ninety five like he used to, but right. he, he knows how to. He's a pitcher. He knows how to pitch. He actually pitches. Joe Ryan is a hell of a, a young arm coming up behind him. Tyler Molly is solid. Kentamaeda, when he can stay on the field, is solid. That that's a sneaky, really uh, scary rotation, actually. Uh, and you already said the bullpen is is also very good. Uh, that's I think fire.
2: we all man that's that bullpen is so much fun. Uh, you know, Lopez is sort of the de facto closer, but then you got Joe and Duran throwing yeah. 102 behind him. Griffin Jacks, that, that they got, they got some dudes, theobar there, There's guys, there's like, you know, Emilio Pagan, who was a closer, uh, that's right. in the past. So yeah, there, there, there's some, there's some dudes in that bullpen. Um, a a quietly good team. They probably get uh probably get Chris Paddock back in the second half. See what he can do before he gets hurt yeah. again.
1: But well, there there's plenty of options. Uh so all that about the Twins and I only got them as a wild card and you don't have them in the playoffs at all. Right. Uh, so you uh, uh the the White Sox is your division champs. Yeah. Uh La has gone. That's that's La Russa, pretty great. I'll tell right? you what.
2: It to me I do believe, and we, we we can argue about this one, but I think that the White Sox have the best rotation, without a doubt, in that division. Hmm. Um, you know, Cease, Lynn, Giolito. Uh, they bring in Mike Clevenger back to the AL Central after he left for a, a year or two when he left Cleveland. And Kopech, those guys could stay healthy. That, that's a that is as solid as a one through five. That that's that that's up there with some of probably a top five rotation in baseball. I don't like to say nice things about the White Sox. You know, this
0: hurts,
2: (laughs) but that is, that is a great rotation. If healthy, asterisk, if healthy. Um, Right. And that's a good lineup. It's not a great lineup. Um, But, but there's very very top heavy that they're they're What we talked about or what I talked about, like with the Astros, except that top is not that Astros top.
1: (laughs) No, not quite.
2: Um, um, yeah. So the bottom the bottom end of that is going to be we'll see. Uh there's you know, there's Grandal, he'll hit his 10-15 bombs, but there's a lot of swing and miss there. No idea what they're going to get out of this uh this Cuban kid, this Oscar Colas, who made yeah. the team. No idea what they're going to get out of him. Uh, Elvis Andrews, who had sort of revitalized himself. We'll see. Again, are these is this going to be more of a running team cuz there's speed in this lineup.
1: Sure. Yeah, they can be very aggressive uh, on the base. Today. We'll see. You know, between Anderson and Luis Robert and uh, yeah. Billy Hamilton, when they want to throw him out there for more, even more speed. Ben used to run in Kansas City. Yeah, there, there's a chance that they could really be, you know, the go-go White Sox and make some things happen on the base pass, so – uh th- th- that's all potential though I, th- that still remains to be seen yeah I definitely would push back on the rotation uh being that great because Giolito last year had some starts where it's like what where are you throwing the ball dude he had no idea what he was doing um Lance Lynn ha- needs to bounce back um Seats was was amazing of course but he wasn't good enough to be an all-star Uh, I'll never get over that. Uh, Clevenger was atrocious with the Padres last year, so he's trying to make his career uh, bounce back. Uh, Not a good start off the field. He's got some uh, domestic issues as well, so he's got a lot going on there. So I'm not counting on him pretty much at all. I don't know how long he's going to last, and Kopech is still uh, inconsistent. I I love his arm, but he's still uh, trying to find his way. So uh, potentially a really good rotation, but I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really trust it. And then, of course, the closer situation really torpedoes them. Uh, as big of a loss yeah, as, Edwin, as Edwin Diaz for the Mets is Liam yeah. Hendricks for the, for the White Sox.
2: Do we know? Is he coming back?
1: There, there's no timeline. It's just like uh, uh, Cookie Carrasco when he got the leukemia for the, uh, right. for the what used to be the Indians uh, a couple of years ago. Like You, you don't want to try to put any kind of pressure on a timeline because it's cancer you have no idea so you just kind of sit back and wait and and, and hope um so yeah that's what's going on with hendrix is he's he he, i think he threw a little bit on the side in camp but that's just to kind of stay loose but no one has any idea when he's going to actually uh pitch again so uh that's huge that that, they're going to miss a Bray you out of the lineup but they're going to miss hendrix more because he was the fireman he was the the man uh contending for best closer in baseball and had the attitude, had the, the cussing and the you know, the bravado. Um like with the leadership for that team, Tim Anderson takes on that role, but I think it's a little much when he's the only one out there because all those rest of those guys are, you know, the Eloy's not rah rah, uh Robert is quiet. Anderson is kind of the guy, the fire plug. And when it's uh, when he's sharing that with Hendricks, when Hendricks comes out for the ninth, and now he's the fireman and, and he's uh, going crazy, that takes the the heat off of Anderson to have to be the guy. And now with with uh, Hendricks down indefinitely, I think that's a big loss, uh, not just on the field but but leadership wise as well uh, for a young team. I think they they need as many veteran leaders uh, as they can get, and losing that guy is, is going to be huge.
2: Yeah. So uh, that leaves us with Cleveland.
1: That's my team to uh, take the AL Central. Uh, I, I was surprised that they got through last year and won it, but now that I look at the way they're made up, and they are the favorite to once again win the division plus 125. Twins are plus 200. Sox are plus 250. Very top-heavy with those three because then the Tigers and the Royals are both plus 3,000 at the bottom. uh
0: not um, happening. The,
1: the reason I'm going with the Guardians, they just like to hit. They just got guys. You talk about hit tool, you know, with the scouting tools, 80 on the on the hit tool. Everybody in that damn lineup, hit tool, hit tool, hit tool. Just, the whole team is just hit tools. Uh, uh, Steven Kwan, hit tool. Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario, uh, they just gave Andres Jimenez a and uh, seven-year contract today, uh, which he earned uh, with his play last year. Hit tool. They didn't add Josh Bell, who's – Uh, You know, hit tool, another guy, Uh, Josh Naylor is there. Uh, They just just got guys that hit up and down that lineup Uh, and young guy, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, if he, you know, lives up to his, uh, his, his reputation and his uh, potential. And then, Oh yeah. That MVP candidate every year, Jose Ramirez, the king of hit tool, because he just keeps hitting. He's, he's ageless. He doesn't, he doesn't stop hitting. Uh, you can't get the, those guys out. That's why I got them to repeat because that lineup—it's not like a you know a bunch of sluggers. They, they don't have anyone that's going to challenge uh, Aaron Judge for the home run title or anything like that. But they just keep hitting and they do not stop, and they're so damn aggravating. Um, so that's why I got them to repeat. The rotation uh, is decent. Shane uh, Bieber uh, uh, might be a big deal losing Tristan McKenzie. He, he looks like he's going to miss uh, maybe the first couple of months. Uh, with an arm injury, so yeah, that's. that's
2: just, uh, it, I saw the news, and it just keeps getting worse.
1: Yeah, sh- shoulder strains are never good. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, the the more news you get on that, the worse sometimes it, yes. it can get. But at the moment, it looks like uh, a couple of a couple of months, maybe, and then we'll see. Um, but they 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 got youngsters. Uh, they'll, they'll try to uh, Hunter Gaddis and have him take uh, his place in the rotation. Um, I think they're decent enough, uh and, and just the the guys that get get they keep getting those hits, all they need is about a one or two run lead and then class A comes on and he he might be the best right now after Edwin Diaz went down, uh it's closer. Um they, they, they don't have to worry when they get to class A because he's just shutting everybody down. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no and that's a good bullpen also that leads up to him. Uh Karinchak would close for twenty teams in the league. Yeah, probably. So it's, it's, it's a good team. I can't fault you. You're talking tonight. You're very talky, but I am. it's okay.
0: Uh, well,
1: it's, you know,
2: it's, it's, it's the baseball preview show. I mean, it's <laughs>
1: – As we said, we know who's going to be there. We know who's right. good. We just don't know which one's going to win at all, but we know and who's going to when be there. And
2: you're talking about the betting odds, the betting odds are basically saying it's three teams at the it's, top it's a three of that three-horse race.
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: put them in a bag, jumble it up. Somebody's mm-hmm. coming out of that division, you know. And then we uh, do we need to talk about the Royals and the Tigers? Uh,
1: do you have any thoughts on any of them?
2: Uh, I mean, they're they're both really bad.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, yes. Correct. The Royals are almost a forgettable team. Uh, you know, you, you think they brought up all the young kids, and I thought they were going to, you know, have that sort of like. Youth Renaissance last year, they were high, but there's just not much there. And and mm-hmm. the Tigers, the Tigers <laughs> are like the post-hype team, right? So the Tigers also brought up guys last year. They brought up Riley Green. They brought up Spencer Torkelson. You know, they, the, you know, the, their pitching's. I there's really just nothing that. They're just, they just do nothing well. That's my problem with the Tigers. Correct. Tigers. Tigers are going to lose a lot of six to four ball games.
1: Uh, I, I'll throw up uh, the number for both of them. Both of those teams uh, answers any questions you have about either one. One team gave up the most runs of any team in the American League. Man. That would be the Royals, and then the Tigers. Scored less runs than every other team in the American League. They scored 557 runs. The Royals gave up 810. That's all you need to know about those that's two teams. So, that's so bad. The least scoring and the most runs given up. And neither one of them did anything to improve that. The Royals are going again with, right. get, and the with Royals, Zach Greinke the is, their, can't is, their, develop, is their, their The Royals
2: their can't develop uh, pitching. So they got to nah. bring in old guys.
1: Zach Greeky is your ace was a joke last no. year. They're doing it again. So that's our look at the AL Central. Uh, Extremely top-heavy with those three teams. The American League East, uh, which I'm sure uh, Lou and uh, Jersey was very interested in our thoughts on the uh, the AL
2: East. It's an exceptionally competitive division. So when I give my one through five, I mean, just keep in mind, my one through four in that division are all – Really close, uh, this is I think the tightest division in baseball. I've got three teams coming out of this division, a division winner and two wild cards um, I'm yeah, so I'm going Jays, Rays, Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox
1: with the Rays and the Yankees as wild card teams,
2: yes, the Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees. I believe, all win 90 games this year.
1: I am going uh, different. Uh, We're definitely going to have some discussion about this division. My one through five in the AL East, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles, Red Sox. Um, So we both have have the Red
2: Sox in last. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And we both have the Orioles in fourth, although I have there being a quite a gulf between the Orioles and the Red Sox. <laughs> um,
1: by the way, I have Tampa as a as a wild card uh in that division. Um okay. the the odds makers see this uh not as close with those uh with with the top with the bottom two. They they have it just like the AL Central. They have a a three way race and then the bottom two not in, even close. Uh they have Yankees plus one fifteen, Blue Jays plus one ninety. Rays plus three fifty, then Red Sox plus two thousand, and Orioles wow. plus twenty five hundred.
2: So they've actually got the Orioles as their odds, odds least favorite team.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to, and I and I don't blame them because it, this is one of those that I thought you would have the uh, uh, the Orioles last, and I thought I was going to get one on you, but I guess not. <laughs> uh.
0: But it's, Excuse me.
1: it's hard to give the Orioles that kind of credit and put them over the Red Sox or anybody else because they've been so
2: down for so long.
1: But I think yeah. we both agree that they're young they're talent. Sneaky.
2: That's, a, yeah. that's, a it, sneaky, that's a sneaky, sneaky roster. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that I mean, we both have them in fourth, but that's what I said. One through four I don't think is this huge separator. I mean, like I said, I think the, the Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees all win 90 games, but I could see the Orioles – Finishing at eighty to eighty-five.
1: I agree. I think they're going to fight uh, along and with the rest of those teams. I
2: think the Red Sox are a, a seventy-win ball club.
1: Yeah, that's 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 about right. Um, they got they're a, a little a long lot in this, the
2: tooth. Um, and and I just don't. I just, right I just don't see the production there. I think that yeah. that rotation is bubble gum and bailing wire right now. <laughs> And in that division, question with, with those, with that, with, with those, other, the only thing that might help the white, uh, the right, the Red Sox, they don't have to play those teams as much.
1: Yeah, not quite as much. So it won't be 19 against the Yankees. If it was, that would be trouble. I'd be 16 and three.
2: Yeah, and the Jays. I mean, and that Rays lineup yeah. that, that's just so maddening. Um, mm-hmm. And this Orioles outfit is going to be sneaky good.
1: Yeah, Red Sox too many question marks uh, when you think of Trevor Story, you don't know when he's coming back, Chris Sale is trying to finally come back and be healthy, Corey Kluber, uh Kenley Jansen, they finally addressed their closer situation. They got Kenley Jansen as their closer. Kenley Jansen is a Hall of Fame closer. He's also 91 years old. That, that that's going to there's going to be some issues there His where he's going to break yeah, down. He,
2: he had a ton of saves last year, but you do not want your closer carrying a near 4 ERA. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he had some times where he was getting beat around there. Uh, He he, he did not look like the old Kenley Jansen. Well, he looked like old Kenley Jansen, but not in the – I mean,
2: and and sometimes when you're that dominant of a closer in reputation, you get a longer leash than a lot of other guys would. And I believe that's why he has accumulated the amount of saves that he has. Yeah, 3.38 ERA last year. Uh, That is not elite. For a closer.
1: Oh god, we are we're fucking twins. I was just about to say that's not elite.
2: Well <laughs> oh, no and, and it's Lord. not and actually and, and Kenley Jansen has been over three in his ERA four out of the last five years.
1: Yeah. So and, yeah,
2: twenty twenty one he had a two twenty two. Other than that, three oh one, three seventy one. Yikes. Mm. Um, he still has the he still has the canines. Uh, he's walking dudes though, so now is yeah. he becoming a so he's becoming wildly effective in his
1: yeah that that cutter. Uh, age. Sometimes it doesn't cut where it's supposed to. Um, right. Yeah, my uh, thoughts on the Orioles, like I said, I, uh, the offense, the young guns, uh, obviously a lot of a uh, lot, lot of uh, potential and a lot of things to look forward to. I'm just so underwhelmed by those arms. That's that's my problem with the Orioles. They they they, they get the very meh Cole Irvin from the Oakland A's, right? And he's instantly yep. their number two or number three starter. Like Cole Irvin should not be your number two or number three if you if you're serious about contending. Um, uh, the young bats are very exciting, but the arms yes. they they still got some some development. Yeah, and that's
2: do. a that's also a bullpen that you're just waiting to fall apart too. Uh, Felix Beltiste, sure. uh, uh I don't know. He he discovered himself last year, but we've seen a lot of guys like that with the live arm who've suddenly found some control and then poof, it's gone again.
1: Not only that, but if he keeps it going, uh, all that's going to do is is make him uh, trade bait at the deadline, just like uh, they dealt the guy to, to the Minnesota uh, yeah. last year. So
2: oh, why not? I mean yeah, if, exactly. you're, if you're if your if your ceiling is fourth place right. Yeah,
1: them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh yeah, Jorge Lopez. Uh they got a hell of a first half out of him and then said, yes. Okay, that's enough. Get out <laughs>
2: But I like that I, I do I do like that uh I do like that offense, man. That is some that is some studs uh and use. So yes. you you get that thing put together if you can figure out that pitching staff uh, you you could have you could be a third place team by twenty twenty five.
1: Very young and exciting. Okay, I want to talk about the Blue Jays because we flipped on Toronto because a couple of years ago I had the Dunedin Blue Jays coming out of the COVID era and, and winning the division and bashing everybody, and that didn't go yeah. well at all. So now I'm off of them and I got them third and, and out of the playoffs. And you got them winning the division. So uh, I do. I like.
2: A- I mean, I like that young offense. They can mash. Um, you know. The, the, Man, he's Springer, Bichette, Guerrero. Uh, I'm just looking at this one through nine. They brought over Dalton Varsho from Arizona. If I, any, anybody you can get out of Arizona, it's like getting them out of hell.
1: <laughs> we have rescued you from purgatory.
2: Yeah. They get Matt Chapman, Whit Merrifield they brought over in a trade. I, I mean, you know, Kevin Kiermaier is going to be good for six weeks till he face plants in the wall.
0: <laughs> That's but his
2: it's just yeah, he's the Aaron Rowand of uh, <laughs> of the Blue Jays, but and that rotation is that rotation's pretty sweet. It's not again if you don't watch baseball and all you know is stars, you really won't know these guys. But that's a solid one through five. Uh, yeah, Kikuchi, eh, he needs a bounce back. He's looked good this spring. He, he had. He definitely would be the one who needs to step up in that five spot the most, but yeah, Manoa is a stud. Gausman, he's going to give you seven and a third just about every start. Bassett, that's a sneaky signing. Um, left Oakland, he's back now in the American League after a year in the National League. So I, I really do like um, their one through five, and in that division, you got to pitch because that, that every team in that in that division is going to hit. So you better be able to pitch.
1: Uh, I'll agree with that. I'll even say that uh, another sneaky guy is if they can get Jose Barrios mm-hmm. back where he he was going to be the Twins' ace a few years ago, and he yep. kind of fell off a little bit. So if they can get him uh, to pitch like he used to be able to, then that's another uh, huge uh, addition to to their. Uh, rotation. Yeah, I, I actually like their rotation, too. I agree with that. And Jordan Romano was ex- an extremely solid uh, closer. Here's my issue with Toronto, and maybe I'm putting uh, too much value into it. But you talk about bringing in Dalton Varsho uh, to make room for him. They give up the slugging uh, in, in Teoscar Hernandez. They yeah. ship him off uh, to Seattle. So they picked up versatility with Varsho. I'm sorry. I'm not letting power walk away in that division. I'm not switching power for versatility in the AL East. I, that's my deal. I can't. I'm trying to contend and slug with with those guys. I'm not trying to be more versatile and more athletic. And, and yeah, Varsillo uh, can play more positions. He can do more things for you. But I want the power, man. You, you developed uh, Teoscar into one of the uh, basically your three hole hitter. Uh, out sort of out of nowhere, he developed into that power to go along with Vladimir Guerrero uh, and Bo Bichette, and and you acquire George Springer uh, in free agency uh, a couple of years ago, and that's a that's a hell of a one to four. And now you just throw one of them away because you want to get a little more versatile. I, I that's I, I did not agree with that at all. Uh, so I, maybe you know too much uh, value to for for me uh, on, on Teoscar Hernandez. But I didn't like that. I think they their offense whatever point whatever wins above replacement that they may have lost in that I think that's enough. I think they've lost just enough uh to to be a little less potent offensively in that offense uh in that division um, so I didn't like that move at all that The, the rotation throw strikes, so that's uh I, I agree with you there but i I think the 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 power uh loss of of the them.
2: Well, we both—I think we both had the Rays in second, so we're yeah. We're kumbaya there, so I'll have you talk about the Yankees. So that's your first place team. That's my first place have, team. I have a feeling we're going to have pretty similar thoughts about the race.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Yankee bringing Aaron Judge back—that's that, everything. That's the, if they didn't if they lost him to the free agency, I would not have had the Yankees uh, first in the in the division. Uh, that they, they bludgeoned teams to death and they that's their main bludgeoner and they brought him back and the, you, you know, you have to have him because you can't rely on uh, Giancarlo Stanton to bludgeon because he gets hurt. Um, but yeah, they had to have judge. That's a, the centerpiece to everything. Um, but he's not alone. They, there's, there's other guys there. There's kids uh, ready to help. They they got the, the youngster uh, in the lineup, uh, in the middle of, uh, of the infield that they're uh that they're counting on. They think he's going to be uh, a big help to them. Uh, Volpe. Um, they got uh, another youngster uh, Cabrera that they, that made the team Oswaldo uh, Cabrera. They got guys that uh, the guys that they sent down uh, Oswald Peraza. He's, he's waiting in the minors to come up and help. Uh, and that's in, so that's in addition to the veterans that's still there, Rizzo and Glaber and uh, Josh Donaldson um uh, I've, I've always been a Harrison Bader fan from his days down here in in Memphis. Um I think he's a sneaky good uh, uh pick up that they made last year. Uh yeah, they uh, I think they still got the, the the big power uh with with Judge and I think that makes all the difference. Um and of course adding Carlos Rodon to that rotation is is just sick. Um so you, now you got Nasty Nestor, Garrett Cole, Rodon, uh Severino when he's healthy. Uh, Frankie Montas, Domingo German, so they they got the arms, and I and I like the uh, the kid Clay Holmes that stepped in to be the the closer after uh, Aroldis Chapman sort of completely broke down last year and, and lost his job. Um, so I, I, and and Loiza got behind him. If uh, it's another situation if the closer falters, I think they really got the guy back there uh, at setup that can step in and do the job just uh, just as easily. So I think they're they're all set as far as the bullpen goes as well.
2: My only concern with the Yankees is that rotation, staying healthy. Sure. They've already got three of their starting five, their normal starting five, Montas, Rodon, and Severino all starting uh the season these are completely done. Montas, uh, with the yeah. shoulder surgery. And then Rodon is he's a walking injury, but when he's faculty, when he's when he's pitching he's an ace.
1: He's absolutely an ace.
2: But do you get 20 starts from Rodon? Because you're not going to get 30.
1: Probably not going uh, to
2: get 30. Uh, that's my, my only issue uh, with, with, with the Yankees is if that rotation can't stay healthy, they're really going to be asking for a lot um, out of the rest of those guys and kind of holding that thing together. Uh, last year, by the way, 2020 first only season now Carlos Rodon's been in the league since 2015 last year was his first season uh making 30 starts
0: yeah well he's due. <laughs> um,
2: well yeah cuz the three seasons before that were 7 4 and 24 um <sighs> it, it, so yeah and the numbers are there when he gets when he gets right when he gets in a rhythm I mean, in last year, he he earned what he got. <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> off of last year because he he was an absolute monster. Pounded the zone, struck tons of guys out, sub three ERA. He he is a number one, but can he just? Can, uh, it's just maddeningly frustrating uh, trying to predict what you're going to get out of Carlos Rodon as a well, that, as a as a former to... fantasy owner of his. I'll you, you know. <laughs>
1: right. Well, he's the ground issue question. that the that the Rangers are going to have. So the same thing with Degrom is how how many times yeah. you going to actually get him out there,
2: right? Because if they you know they can't get these guys right, and and then Severino uh, gets hurt just a few days ago, so he's right. going to miss a little some time. And it seems like these this is like a never ending story. It's a Groundhog Day with some of these players who are just always healthy, and I, I just don't know if uh, the Yankees are going to be able to hold up for the long haul. And obviously they can always just, there's the Yankees, right? They'll just make the right. trades. They'll,
1: they'll pick up somebody.
2: <laughs> they'll bring some people in. I mean, what their starting rotation starts the year as, it won't look like by uh, August 1st. We know right. that. I think it's going to be a struggle for them, especially if their offense has any extended lapses, because they had a few of them last year.
1: Oh, did you say a struggle for <laughs> Struggling. Yeah. To get they some had some.
2: They had some surprisingly dry stretches last year.
1: Sure, uh, you know every not every team can, can slug you know 160 games you know out of 162. There, there's going to be some dry spells. Oh, right, uh, and
2: that's and, and that's a team that's still built like it's it's built to play baseball. Last year, I have a feeling some <laughs> of these more surprising – No, you know what I'm saying. Some of these yeah, no. more surprising teams this year. I think are going to be teams that are. You know, like 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 Cleveland, who are just going to drive Hit. you insane, right? And now he you didn't. can't shift these guys, right? So these guys are going to just be like the Babbitt gods, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's
1: why. That's why I don't think the Rays are going to fall off anywhere.
2: Exactly. So we want to talk about them. Uh, the Rays are boy. I'm glad I don't hate them because they would be a fun team to hate.
1: So annoying.
2: So annoying! Yeah. Imagine, oh man, the Rays have are like what the Twins used to be to the Ooh. White Sox.
1: Oh, hated them. The fleas, the fleas, yes,
2: the fleas. That's what Ozzy <laughs> called them, right? We're thinking, we're thinking the same there. But that's the the Rays are like the Terminator. They just don't go away. <laughs> They're always there.
1: So damn they lose solid somebody, lose So irritating. It doesn't
2: matter. They develop. The, I mean, we talk about what the Astros have done and what the Cubs did but nobody just develops and makes shrewder moves. Cause I said that cause the rays aren't all homegrown. The rays for some reason can take everybody else's scraps and turn them into a playoff team. I don't know how right. they do it. I, I
1: don't either. Uh, here's why I think they're so dangerous. Uh, not just the being able to, to hit and, and, you know, be fleas and, and get yeah. it in the hole that you can't shift them anymore. Um, Look at the pitching now. This is the team. Remember, that's the organization that sort of invented the opener. Yeah,
2: they, they
1: don't they don't need open, if, They if don't they're, need they're,
2: openers they're, anymore now. Oh, they got some dudes.
1: If their if their arms stay healthy, you talk about uh, Glasnow making his way back. Uh, if he can stay on the field, uh, you got a rotation. You got Shane McClanahan, the, the whip leader. You got Zach Eflin and Jeffrey Springs uh, came up last year and, and made himself a, a star. Brass uh, muscle. Uh, if Shane Baz can ever you know get himself uh, back on the mound, uh, they they don't have to send guys out there to, to pitch the first and second and go sit down. They actually have real starting pitching uh, to to be annoying with. Um, you know, Glassnow's got an oblique now; he'll be ready to go in May. Yeah. Maybe, um, uh, maybe. Um, and then as far as their offense, you talk about the one guy that they brought over that's been the the spark is, is uh, another one that I saw down in the minors down here that I'm a fan of the uh, uh, Rosarena uh, and he's, he seems to get better every year too. Uh, and they'll just, they'll just pace the guys around him when it's uh, manual, Manuel Margo, uh, it's our paredes came out of nowhere. Uh, Brandon Lau, you know, when he's yep. healthy uh, is, is a slugger Andy Diaz on the corner. Uh, it's just, just all these guys, you're like, who, who are these people? And why do they keep getting base hits? But they just, they're so annoying. They just keep doing it. And Wander Franco might be the, the, the big star in the middle of all of that, if he can stay healthy. So. Yeah.
2: And there's yeah. a little, there's a little, there's a little post hype with him too.
1: Sure. Yeah. He, he's really um, good, but he's, he's yeah. just got to, you know, keep it, keep it consistent. He's got consistent Watch
2: them issues. Watch them make something out of the great Joe Siri.
1: <laughs> hey Siri. He'll home for us. He just did that uh, in, the, in the spring training yeah. game.
2: So, so that's what that's the thing with the Rays is, yeah, they they, they just drive you nuts, and they're always there, and they're gonna, they're going to win ninety, uh, pretty much almost every year. Last year they were a down year for them; they only won eighty six. Uh,
1: only. Uh, so yeah, that is the uh, that is the uh, American League. Yeah, uh, and we're, we're not kumbaya on all of them. So we we had some interesting debate there.
2: That's good, yeah, and, we're, we, and we're pacing uh, about right. That was about 40, 45 minutes, and we got 42 minutes for the uh, NL.
1: Let's see how we feel about the National League West. Uh, you're, you're one through five out there in the NL West.
2: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down with the Padres un, until, uh-huh. they, until they take me with them. So I'm going Padres, Dodgers, Giants, D-Bags, Rockies. Uh, of course, I have the Dodgers as my wild card. That kind of lets me off the hook because then <laughs> if it's just yeah, the yeah. order I get wrong, I'm okay. But I'm, I'm going, right. uh, yeah, Padres, Dodgers, Giants, D-Bags, Rockies.
1: That would be bold if you had the uh, the, the Dodgers uh, completely out of the playoffs. Out. altogether.
2: <laughs> you, know, something, you know, bad things can happen.
1: Um, you uh, got a real – uh upset in there as far as your order goes. Uh but it's, you know, down in the in the three through five, so it kind of doesn't matter. Um I have the Dodgers uh on top again. I have the Padres second. Uh I have the Rockies third and then wow. the Giants and D backs.
2: So that's a big jump for the Rockies. Uh you got yeah. them in a, a bunch more games. They they lost ninety four games last year.
1: I was looking at uh, my uh, rundown, and then I was looking at the odds on the board. So I think I was confusing your pick with me. I think I'm the one that's got the big outlier as far you as do. the, uh, the, the <laughs> odds go, because the Rockies are plus fifteen thousand to win the National League West, and I got them third. Well, they're so.
2: not doing that,
1: um, <laughs> but
2: you've you've got them making a jump. So you, I do. Sh- the floor is yours. You can give us a little rundown here, quick as the the Rockies, since this is really the the, the shocking one,
1: right? Uh, Dodgers minus one twenty and then Pods right there plus one fifteen, so it's a two horse race. Uh after that Giants are plus twelve hundred and D backs are plus four thousand. Wow. Uh The Rockies three is just I, I feel like Chris Bryan has a comeback season in him, one of those, you know, comeback player of the year type uh seasons. He he got the big contract and really couldn't stay on the field last year, just kept he needs stopping and starting. Yeah. You know.
2: I, I do want to see him do well. I don't like yeah. the you know, a bunch of these guys that the Cubs let go, and you're watching like, oh, maybe this is why they let him go.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I, I, they they let him go because he wanted to get paid, and nobody, basically Correct. nobody uh, who wanted to get paid got paid uh, by by the Cubs. Right. Uh, but that's a whole other uh, argument there. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just I guess I'm I got a bit of a feeling. Brendan Rodgers is is one of two second basemen in his division, ironically, to go down for the year. Uh, in spring training, uh, with, a, with a torn labrum, um, pitching is is un, uninspiring as always, and yet I just feel like they're just barely good enough to be better than the the Giants and the Diamondbacks. I think it's more that I'm down on the Giants and D bags more than I'm really high on
2: the, on the Rockies. Yeah, and it's it's easy to be down on on those teams. I don't think I, I don't. I mean, it's the Padres and the Dodgers, and then I think it's a very large drop off. Until you get to those bottom three teams,
1: definitely. Um, and we just got them flip flop San Diego and in LA. So you kind of went in on on the Padres a, a little bit. You're going to go down with that. Well, chip. they're
2: my they're my Blue Jays of the American League.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> I sh- I'm shocked I don't have them fighting it, it playing in the World Series. I should have Jays and Padres every year. Got to get one of them there. Um, I, I like the moves. Uh, you know they bring Xander Bogarts over, uh, and he, he, he there, that lineup is that lineup is we talk about dudes that that lineup is solid, um, yep. all the way top to bottom. There's guys that can mash all the way up and down that lineup. There's some sneaky speed all the way up and down that lineup. Not great, but it's so hard to predict stolen base numbers. And, and motion numbers this year with the bigger bases and the faster pace and the less throwing over to first, I mean we could see some, you know, some running statistics like we haven't seen in a long time, um, in baseball. Right. So None yeah, they're, they're they're taking some things out ever
1: of it. I to see like a Ricky Henderson again with a hundred and one No, or, or a Vince steals.
2: Coleman, you right. know, or something. We won't see that, but we could see we could see some forty, fifty stolen base guys. I think this year. Okay. And uh, that's it just, it's just it's a feeling, especially as these guys start getting down the time. Like, if you're looking up and there's only, like, two seconds on the pitch line, go. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: right, guys so they're are either, gonna, Yeah they're either
1: going to step off and balk you back, you know, balk, balk uh-huh. you over the second, or they're going to hurry up their pitch and, and really screw things up. Right. Uh, or yeah. if the guy's yeah.
2: thrown over twice already, you can't do it again.
1: Right, right.
2: Just go.
3: <laughs> I mean <laughs> –
1: is 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 I don't know. I, I if you throw over twice and then you take off and the guy, so he can't step off or how, I don't, I don't I don't even. Well, know I'm how sure that he works. Can
2: still. I'm sure he can still throw uh, to another base, right? So at that point you're, I, pick, you're not picking the guy off anymore. At that point you're throwing out an advancing runner.
1: Yeah, you're getting involved in actual baseball play. You're not just throwing over. Right. Okay.
2: But if you're if ah. you've already had a pitcher throw over twice, first twitch you're gone.
1: <laughs> right. He can't, he can't, uh, step off or, or look you off. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is going to be crazy with, with some of these teams, just a matter of who's going to be aggressive about it and, and who's not. Um, but yeah, I, I, obviously I'm not down completely on the Padres. I do have a making, uh, the wild card. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I do have the Padres as, a, yep. as my wild card. So we both got LA and San Diego in the playoffs is the upshot we do. basically. Yeah, um, But the reason I don't have them leapfrogging the Dodgers, I don't trust Fernando Tatis. I think that's the big right in the middle of everything good that's going on with the Padres is that guy who seems to have a something in his brain. Like he cannot make the right decision, whether it's uh drug uh, suspension or throwing his motorcycle or lying about the drug there's just something going on with him that he just always seems to make the wrong decision. He's playing the, you know, uh, get your ass thrown out of baseball, like bingo car. Like he's, he's only a couple of spots away. He's got a, a right. domestic violence uh, rap that he hasn't filled in yet. And uh maybe a, a cocaine uh of, you know, outing in the, in a nightclub or something. Uh But he just keeps making the wrong choices. And I think it torpedoes the whole team because you always got to think about him. And then when the game's over, you got to get asked about him and you just got the suspension to start the year. He's not going to be there for his team uh, to, to begin the year. Cause he's still serving uh, suspension and whatnot. Uh, you know, the ill-advised supplements, uh, he, he can't be counted on. And Juan Soto couldn't be counted on after the trade last year uh, because he wasn't playing up to, to his best baseball. And Josh Hader couldn't be counted on after he got traded over there last year. Cause he wasn't playing his best baseball and he had issues closing games out Um so I, I'm not saying they're going to be uh, duds again, either. They both might be great this year, but I, I got a, 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 a raised eyebrow at both of them because of how uh, bad they played when they first got traded over to San Diego. Like they definitely did not respond well to the pressure of that pennant race over there. And, and it, it showed. So I don't know uh, if they got that figured out and turned around or not. Uh, but yeah, adding Xander Bogarts is huge. He's uh, fits right in with Manny Machado. Uh, in the middle of that order, uh, they definitely got some studs. They obviously got some studs uh, in the rotation between Blake Snell and, and Musgrove and you Darvish. Um, they're a little light behind them, though. So I, I worry about the, the depth of the rotation of the uh, those guys get hurt. Um, and like I said, Hader, they probably got enough guys uh, uh, in the bullpen to take over for him potentially uh, if he crumbles again. But that's a huge piece. You 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 gave up a lot to get Josh Hader because he was uh, arguably the best closer in baseball, um, and he was not anywhere near the best closer in baseball last year after they traded for him. So uh, just just looking at them sort of with a side eye, like I don't th- I don't got them crumbling and finishing 500, but I, I kind of look at them like I'm not so sure about you guys.
3: No, I I
2: totally can get that. There's there's a lot just just too much, just so much talent there. You
1: know, there's a ton of talent there. Uh but then that's why I got LA number 1 cuz there's still a ton of talent there even though they lost some uh, some talent. There's still so much left. You you know, anybody with Mookie Betts, you still got to look at them like okay, can't can't take them uh t- can't take the crown from them. I mean, you're going to take the crown from them, so I, I understand it, but uh, I, I still think they're the kings. They, you know, they met, well, they went 111 last year. I don't think they're going to win
2: 111. Yeah, it was it was, it was yeah it was one, it was
1: 111. I, I don't think they're getting there. Um, you know, Gavin Lux <laughs> blows on his knee. That sucks. Um, but but they're not lacking replacements. Is, is my point for them? They 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 got guys. They they got plenty of guys uh, waiting to take his place. And they got uh, JD Martinez in there to the DH. Uh, they're, they're still the cream. They're still the cream at the top. Uh, they got that uncertainty of closer now, uh, with, you know, without uh, without Jansen, without uh, Craig Kimbrell. now they're relying on uh, what Evan Phillips. Uh, they they might try to use uh, Brewster or Grotterall at some point. Um, so th- there's some uh, some question marks there. So that that's something I would worry about with them is their bullpen. But uh, they, uh, Dave Roberts is smart; they'll figure out the right pieces. I still got the the Dodgers as, as the Kings.
2: Yeah, and that's again that that's. I can't fault you. Yeah,
1: uh, and and you got him as the wild card. So we we both like the paws and Dodgers right there at the top. Yeah, um, Diamondbacks and Giants uh, thoughts.
2: Uh, boy, I, 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 it's hard to have any. Uh, the Diamondbacks, eh, eh, you get to watch a whole lot of Corbin Carroll. He's a top prospect in baseball. Hey, okay, I guess that's good. Hey, all right. <laughs> Uh,
1: there's, there's yeah, not a lot uh, there. No, 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 there's not. Uh, less than potent lineup. Uh, rotation is aye. Uh, 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 that bullpen is just yuck. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't, and I don't have any uh, particularly strong thoughts either about the uh, the Giants. I don't like the rotation. Uh, not at all. Uh, I don't think that there's anybody really uh, you know alex Cobb boy but it it talk about reclamation guys you know alex Cobb I mean what are we gonna get out of sean Manaya okay um it's guys
1: yeah There's there's a bunch of guys
2: and um, uh they, they, they'll they'll score a few runs but not many.
1: Uh, they, and they and they got some slugging, but the that ballpark I don't think is conducive to getting a bunch of sluggers. It's so hard to hit the ball out there. Yeah. So you know, you bringing in Mitch Haniger and, and Jock Peterson, okay, but how many how many how many dogs do you think they're getting? I don't think they're getting more than than twenty for for either one of them. So, yeah. yeah I'm, and I'm, the I'm, are, I'm I know that the Giants.
2: Giants that the Giants are that team that every few years just kind of jumps up and screws everybody. But I don't think this is the year. The, 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 I don't. The top of I don't division, see it this year. The top of that division is so heavy. I don't. I don't see it happening. Yep, I don't either.
1: So, so that's our uh, NL West. I gave the futures for for that division. NL Central and, and your cubbies. And I I have seen a lot of cubby love out there already. So I'm very curious to see if you follow uh, suit with that.
2: It's funny because I have the same. I could have cut and pasted last year's standings. Cards, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. I think that the – and I don't have anybody other than St. Louis making the playoffs, but I think that that 2-3, I think the Brewers and the Cubs are close to each other. And so are the Reds and the Pirates, but not in a good way.
1: Uh, You can't get more kumbaya than this one. Cards, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates, and Cards are the only uh, playoff team out out of the five.
2: Yeah, I not possibly
1: the, get any more kumbaya.
2: I think that the Brewers and the Cubs kind of both meet each other somewhere around 80 wins, um, and that the Cardinals sort of, by default, win win this division. I don't think the Cardinals are the greatest shakes. 89 wins probably wins this division. That's what's really sad. So they don't have to be great. They just they have to be better than those other four teams, and that's not that hard to do. Right. I don't. I'm not gonna
1: remember. I'm not gonna remember who somebody nationally on TV picked the Cubs to win this division. I don't
2: remember who it was. That's some Cubs blue Kool Aid. I (laughs) I understand it. It's as an easy. It's easy to get excited because they're they're better. It is just a better roster. (laughs) There there are professional hitters on this team Mm -hmm. now.
1: It was hard to be worse.
2: Right, but you know they they signed Dansby Swanson, they signed Trey Mancini, they signed Cody Bellinger, Eric Hosmer. These are all professional hitters, <laughs> so that is already going to make them better. And the and the and the rotation is, it's okay, and I think that's where they they fall apart. There's names there too. Um, And they're not going to be as bad, I think, as they were last year. Last year they won 74 games. Actually, I think that was a bit of a a stretch for them because they had to actually come on a little bit to get to that because they were pretty bad. They were down in Reds-Pirates area for a lot of last year, and then they kind of came on a little bit, um, surged a little bit late. And then they make all these signings, and – They just can't help. They're just going to be better because they have better players. That that, I know that's the simplification, oversimplification of it. But like I said, they just signed a bunch of professional hitters, and they're gonna just accumulate more wins this way.
1: Yeah, that's uh, again. It's hard to be much worse than they were, and just adding professionals will help them be better. No, sometimes the most simple explanation is is the correct one. Uh, but I just still laugh at seven years and one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars for Dansby Swanson. Like, who who do you think he is? Like, uh, uh, well, i and I guess my deal is I I look at all the guys they let go after they won that finally won the yeah. title and and rescued that franchise from from purgatory after however many years, and then basically let every single person that helped them win the title go because they all wanted to get paid. And so you're saving all that money to do what with it? To give it to Dansby Swanson? O- okay. Uh, it, they could have given it to Javi Baez and he could have sucked like he's been sucking. Um, so it would have looked like wasted money either way. But I guess my point is, why not give it to at least a couple of the guys that helps you actually win the damn title instead of saving it to, to give it to some Jamal-like yeah, so you know, give,
2: give, give that money to Wilson Contreras.
1: Kyle Schwarber? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially now that the NL has a DH and then, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> like how many years
1: did is... we talk about that?
2: Yeah. So yeah, they could have given this money to those guys. I mean, Dan's Swanson's not a bad player, an excellent defender. I mean, that, that Cubs middle up the middle defense is, you know, between uh, Swanson and Horner. That, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's really good. I mean, they're going to, they're going to save a lot of runs. Uh, just being better defensively, um, you know. The and only now holdover... baseball is going
1: to allow them to make great plays again, so they yeah. can really show their talent.
2: Uh, right? They're going to have to, you know, hurt themselves diving for the ball because <laughs> they can't be where they're supposed to be. Uh, I, I guess Ian Happ is like the only guy left,
1: right? Um... And
2: uh, and kind of the kind of the corpse of Kyle Hendricks.
1: Yeah, to go along with the, uh, the the sort of reclamation projects there, Marcus Stroman, Jamison yeah. Tyeon, like
2: yep. they're Drew, names, Smiley. They're yeah. Drew Smiley, guys. they're guys. And at some point they'll get Seiya Suzuki back, and he'll he'll be another banger in that lineup.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, be they will be better because
2: he's got better players around him.
1: But the top of the division better? No, no neither neither one of us see that.
2: No, they'll they'll uh, score a lot of runs. Uh, they'll get that. They'll 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 go on some streaks. This is the thing with the Cubs. They'll go on some like you know, where they'll win eight out of ten, nine out of eleven, and they'll look really good. And, and mm-hmm. then they'll and then they'll just fall flat on their faces because that pitching staff is going to let them down. Yeah. And that bullpen is going to let them down.
1: Oh, Michael Fulmer is closer. I know it's spring, but it, that don't look good so far.
2: Uh, yeah. That, that is correct. Michael Fulmer, and he's got Brad Boxberger behind him. I, I will tell you something. It'll be mid-May, and, and Albert Azalea will be <laughs> the closer uh, for the Chicago Cubs.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Uh, we both got the cards at number one. Don't need to yeah, that, labor about them. Yeah, that's an them. easy one.
2: They're, uh, they're, they're the, the the best of what's left.
1: Well, the pipeline is the backbone there. Like that, every right. year they bring up some other new kid that's going to be. Yeah, this
2: year be, it's Nolan Gorman.
1: That, yeah, that was last year.
2: Last year, uh, Jordan this, Walker. This,
1: this year is going to be Jordan Walker.
2: Yeah,
1: be somebody else next year. Just every year, it yeah. comes another kid uh, you know, that, that the just fills in. It,
2: spilled, it was Lars Lars Nootbar, who doesn't look mm-hmm. very Japanese to me, but
1: <laughs>
2: Lars Nootbar. <laughs> <Dupar,
1: laughs> Gotta look on one side of the family. Don't 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 look on the, oh, uh, the okay. Don't look on the European side. Look on the other yeah, side. Yeah,
2: but, but Tommy Tommy Edmund, you know, there there's there's a lot to like there. They, they 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 grow, they develop. Uh their pitching staff is really good. Uh did they finally cut bait on your favorite pitcher? I saw he left.
1: Uh which one? Uh uh, uh the the, the guy that set the hurt. records.
2: The kid you killed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, what the hell is his name? Um I'm, I'm not going to remember. I can't it's late, think of but... his
2: name, but we're, we know who we're talking about. I believe he's out yeah. of town now.
1: Yeah, so he's uh, not change, there anymore. Change the
2: scenery might be the, the best thing <laughs> for that poor kid.
1: Yeah, set the record. I was there live. Set the record. Most strikeouts uh, in a row in a minor league game with, uh, I think, 11. <laughs> <laughs> and I was and like, this him. guy's going to be the next superstar. And then he just could not stay healthy. Poor guy.
2: So yeah, yeah, I think they're just the most solid team, top to bottom. Like I said, the 89, 90 wins probably all they need.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know anybody with Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, they 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 carry the freight. You, you got the the backbone there, yep. but the, then they fill around with all these kids, and the, all these kids just keep they're they're annoying too. Just hit, 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 just scraping along. You know Brendan Donovan and guys like that. Um, I, I think Nolan Gorman is going to be a killer too. I, I don't, I know he fell off, uh, last year. He started out hot and, and kind of fell apart, but he he's going to be one of those post hype guys. I don't know if it's going to be this year or not, but he's going to be an all-star and he's going to, he's going to be a killer. He's just yeah. got that left-handed stroke. And, and when he's on, he's, 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 he's killing it. Uh, so yes, uh, guards one and then Brewers two up there, uh, in your neck yep. of the woods. Hey, the Brewers added Contreras.
2: Wait, wrong one.
1: Oh, wait, wait. The Cards added Contreras. Wait a minute, I, I'm confused. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Cards added Wilson Contreras, the the All Star Cubs catcher. Brewers added William Contreras, the brother. Yes,
2: the, uh, or, is my, or is my, as, as my or my my daughter of, would of call brain. him, wish wish dot com Wilson Contreras. <laughs> That's good. I like that. There you go. Uh, you
1: or got if your your a from Wal- the
2: cute factor.
1: Yeah, I like that. Or if you're a Walmart shopper, he'd be a great value contrarian. <laughs> um, the
2: roll, he's the rollback. <laughs> now, you uh,
3: know,
2: the Brewers lost that team when they traded Hader. and although Hader has his issues, they that that was like white flag trade moment. They lost right. that locker room completely. I mean that that team completely went in the tank after that trade. I mean, dudes were crying. I I, I just don't think you just recover that easily from that when all those same people making those decisions and the manager who I can't stand is still there. Um, You know, I I don't think it's a, 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 it's not a compliment when you say that he manages every game, like it's game seven of the world series, because he truly does. And I think he, he puts too much strain on his bullpen and makes some baffling decisions in games that don't mean anything and it, it just, it, and then they lose. <clears throat> Sorry. And then the front office loses the team. And most of those guys are still there. There's some nice pieces there. I mean, the Brewers are the, the definition. You look them up in the dictionary. They're the definition of I <laughs> they're I they're just, they're just, they've got studs at the front of that rotation and burns and Woodruff. And then, yes. and then they're right <laughs> after that. <laughs> And the bullpen's okay. Uh Devin Williams it is a MLB quality, you know, closer. And the rest of that yeah. bullpen's not very good.
1: But that's the question, can he hold up as the full time closer? He was great right. as the setup guy to Hater, but now right. he's the man. Like, can he do that? Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know how last many year guys, was, you know, How many open, guys don't translate?
2: How many guys go for right. you know, how many how many times you see the eighth-inning guy gets that promotion to the ninth inning, and it's not quite the same. That pressure's up another notch.
1: Can't handle it. Not, not everybody can handle that. Yeah. Uh, and and not much behind him. That If he doesn't <laughs> handle it, that's the no. problem. Like, Matt Bush? Really? Right. No.
2: And that's the trouble I have with that manager is how many fourth-inning hooks he gives for no reason. Dude, and then,
1: 162 games. You can't be doing that. Yeah. You got six yeah. months of this. I mean, they'll
2: be up six to one, and the startle get two guys on base, and he's running out there to yank oh, them. Like, oh gotta go. my god! Gotta get him! I'm so glad I'm not a Brewers fan. <laughs> I would want, I would want Craig Council fired every single day.
1: Uh, eventually, you're going to get your wish. Uh, but I love
2: taunting this... all my Brewer fan friends about Craig Council because they all hate him. <laughs>
1: Uh, Reds and Pirates, uh, we both have the uh, Reds over the Pirates, but I'm sure it doesn't really matter uh, too much of a flip They might finish tied. Yeah. Uh, They
2: did last year, 62 and a hundo.
1: Right. But the uh, Pirates are, uh, I say, much bigger uh, favorite to finish ahead of the Reds. It's it's not much bigger, but it is significantly – there is a separation. Pirates are plus 4,000 in the National League Central. Reds are plus sixty six hundred. That's that's quite the gulf. Um, there's not
2: there's just not much to like <laughs> about about either one of those teams. Other than the Reds, and the reason I have them a little bit over is that young rotation. Yeah, I, I think with exactly Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, they're going to grow into that rotation. They're not going to score a lot of runs. There's that. That's another lineup of guys. Um, I, I do like Tyler Stevenson. He's a little sneaky, um, but it's just – yeah, it's that young rotation. I think that's really, for me, all the only thing that gives the Reds the edge up over the Pirates.
1: So you, that's the most Kumaya division uh, of any football or baseball preview ever because not only do we <laughs> have the same order –
2: for the same reasons.
1: Well, the, the same reason we separate the Reds over the Pirates is the is the arms. I wrote the arms are the story here. Green and and Lodolo and uh, Graham yeah. Ashcraft, uh, they can all bring it, and that's what separates them over the Pirates because the Pirates can't hit, can't pitch, can't pick up the ball. Uh, O'Neill Cruz is going to make a great Yankee someday. That's something to look forward to.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, the only thing. But then you look at that rotation for the the Pirates, and oh, what have they got? Rich hill, <laughs> yeah, Vince velasquez, oh my God
0: uh
1: I, I like Rowan Z Contreras, that's about all I can say about okay,
2: that. that's great
1: <laughs> that that's that's the only compliment, yeah, and
2: they had to get him from somewhere else, um, <laughs> of course, but yeah there's, and, there's 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 not a lot to like there, and, the and the moment are, he,
1: yeah, and the moment he wants to get paid, they'll get rid of him, too.
2: And then that office, I, I mean, okay. Outside of uh, Brian Hayes and O'Neal Cruz, I mean, and Brian, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, is he 90 years old? Kutch is back. Let's go. Kutch is back. Kutch. G-Man Choi.
1: Um, and Carlos Santana. Yeah.
2: You know what the funny thing is, is I'm looking at this Pirates lineup. If this Pirates lineup was in Tampa, they'd probably win the division. Because <laughs> this looks just like a Tampa Bay Rays lineup. It's so bad, but a
0: bunch, a
1: the bunch difference of is hitters. that
2: the Rays aren't suckers, and they develop <laughs> these guys and somehow, you know, pan the gold, you know. Um, yeah. This that, that, <laughs> shows you how razor thin the margins are in baseball, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see if we have uh, the same kumbaya on the National League East.
2: I'm going to say uh, we which is... don't
1: it's also a three team race according to the odds.
2: Uh it is. I'm going Braves, Mets, Marlins, Phillies and Nationals. Okay. Try to be a little different.
1: And, and uh, any wild card teams out of that?
2: Yes, the Mets and the Marlins.
1: That is uh that's different uh, calling on Miami. Uh you you'll get some money there if you want to pick them uh, for the playoffs. Uh, I am going Mets, Phillies, Braves, Marlins, and uh, Natinals.
2: Well, we agree and, on the Nationals. Yes. And I've
1: got two wild cards coming out, the uh, the Phillies and the Braves.
2: Okay. So you we have the Braves and the Mets both in the playoffs. Right. So the only difference for us is I have the Marlins and I have the Phillies sliding back to fourth.
1: You have the Phillies out.
2: Yes, everybody Ooh. can't make it.
1: Uh, that's that's true. Uh, Braves are the favorite, uh, plus one ten, followed by the Mets yeah. at plus one seventy, and then the Phillies are plus three hundred, and then all the way back to the Marlins at plus four thousand, and then wow. even farther back to the Nationals at plus twenty five thousand to win
2: the Eagles. This is just to win the division outright. Yes. Yep. So, so um, I've got the favorite in the in the Braves uh, this year. To win the division, and uh, they're they're an easy team to pick to win the. You know, this is where I'm chalk. Mm-hmm. How do you not? I mean, again, we talk about pitching. I man that rotation, Max Fried, Spencer Strider, right at the top. I mean, that's just that is studs all around, <laughs> up and down. And that and they could, they, the they the Braves. They pitch, they hit. They're solid. They play defense. I, I just I, I think the Braves are the cream of the crop in that division.
1: Uh, I got them third, so you'd think I have a huge argument against them. But it's it's one of those that I got them third, but they could finish within four games of first. Uh, they they're, they are very right. solid. It, it, it might come down to those young arms, uh, Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd holding up the the back end of the rotation. But yeah, the front guys, uh, Freed and, and Strider are uh, strike throwers. Uh, old man Charlie Morton is still. Throwing strikes, so uh, no argument with that. Um, looking forward to a full year of Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the yeah. in the lineup,
2: and that lineup um,
1: is loaded. Yeah, and the kid Michael Harris came on last year uh, as a rookie and, and set the, the the league on fire. So, uh, yeah, very exciting lineup, and, and they they add Sean Murphy, not bunting uh, at catcher. So, uh, looking Although forward he to, may be to the Braves.
2: Maybe more
0: with
1: with the uh, he, he, he may be. You you may get a chance to have your picture of Sean Murphy bunting Sean Murphy bunting a, yeah being a Braves uniform that's all um, so yeah I I don't hate the Braves at all I just got them behind uh, the 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 Eagles and the and the Mets the the Phillies and the Mets it's getting late um, but mm-hmm. but you got the Phillies out so we definitely got to talk about uh, about the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies
2: yeah I, I think where I'll go to first is. The Marlins, because <laughs> I think that's oh. the elephant in the room here. Well, you got
1: the Marlins in, yeah,
2: I, I do. And I, I sometimes you look at a team, you look at their one through nine. Like you know, the the, the Marlins to me have raised vibes this year for some reason. Like it's just this, it's, a, it's a group of guys. Nobody really jumps off the page at you, but there, there's some pros in there, you know. They they, they sign some hitters. You get your know, Jorge Soler, Garrett Cooper. You know they got Gene Segura. I've always been a big big Gene Segura guy. Um, I really like them. And then they've got one of the sneaky rotations, I believe, as well. Um, Alcantara, Lazardo. That's pretty. It's solid. Johnny Cueto, uh, who had that sort of like renaissance last year with the White Sox, he comes over. He'll, he's just going to go out there and give you what three earned runs in seven innings every game.
1: Yeah, he's he's still still getting it done.
2: Not and, the and same he, way and,
1: that he used to though. And he's
2: not. Yeah, he's not throwing anything by anybody, and he's just doing it with motion and angles. And you know, he might be the one of the first crafty righties.
1: <laughs> he is a crafty righty.
2: He's a crafty righty. There's not many of those. Um, so I just, I've got that weird little feeling that every year you've got that one team that kind of surprises and maybe they don't make it all the way. I mean, like the Orioles were for three quarters of last year, right? Yeah. I'm getting those kind of vibes because the Orioles were in it. I mean, they were in the wild card hunt, and they faded a little bit late. I've just got that that, that kind of sneaky feeling that the, the Marlins are going to sneak up on a lot of people this year. And uh, I, I'm going with them in a in a, a big, big upset. Now, that doesn't think I think that the Phillies finish, you know, 12 games behind them. I think that's going to be a race uh, to the finish, and I think it's going to be really close. It's just something – I don't know how to quite explain it, which is hard because this is a podcast and my <laughs> hard my job here is to explain things. There's just something about the Phillies I don't like, and, and I don't know if it's like, do I just not trust that rotation? Because I look at that rotation, and outside of their top two guys, they're kind of like, mm, you know, I, I don't trust Taiwan Walker at all, and he's your three. The uh, no. lineup, the lineup is solid. That that that's a bunch of a bunch of studs and dudes, and that 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 team is gonna hit. But again, like with the Yankees, that's a 2021 team or a 2022 team, and I, I don't know how the teams are gonna do that are just homers and strikeouts this year, because yeah. I, I think that the teams that are gonna find gaps and find holes that weren't there before. And extend innings and get guys in mode. I think this is. I think this is going to favor those teams more than the guys who are just station to station waiting around for a three run homer.
1: Well, I think the Phillies are well uh, mixed up uh, in in that respect. I think they got the guys that try to hit over everyone's head, uh, like Schwarber and, and <laughs> yeah. Castellanos, uh, and Bryce Harper uh, sometimes gets in that mode as well. But I think they also have guys that our little fleas and, and kind of get around uh, when I think of the center fielder, uh, Brandon Marsh and, and the kid Bryson started second base. And I was going to take over for, uh, for Segura um, and Alec Bohm over at, at third. And of course, Trey Turner can do everything. He can hit it out and he can get around and, and run around the bases. Um, so that's a huge addition for them. You can talk about adding the, the best all around player in the game, um, you know, not counting uh, uh, Otani, of course. Uh I, I think that's huge for them. I, I I wanted to put them over the Mets. I just uh, couldn't pull the trigger on that. Um, uh, the one thing I do have a concern about for the Phillies, they they got to know not to use Craig Kimbrell anywhere other than closer, right? They they got to be paying attention. They got to know that if you bring K- uh, Craig Kimbrell then you can't be fooling around and saying, well, we might use Gregory Soto. We might use Alvarado. And we, no, you got to use Craig Kimbrel as your closer. If you use Craig yeah, Kimbrell anywhere Paul- else – you throwing going to get in the to sixth or the
2: it. seventh? Oof.
1: It's Man. going to be ugly. It has always yeah. been ugly. Yeah. Uh, and they lose Reese Hoskins. Uh,
2: throwing, you're throwing matches, <laughs> lit matches at
1: them. Just lit on fire. Um, yeah, losing Reese Hoskins is huge. Uh, torn ACO. They're waiting on Harper to return by May or June. So uh, the they, they got a lot of weapons in that office, and they're going to need them because uh, they're, they're going to be lacking some some firepower a little uh, early on. I think they're going to be more dangerous in the second half uh, than the first half uh, offensively. Um, and the, uh, the arms. Yeah. Uh, Nolan and, and Zach Wheeler at the top. Great one too. Um, and then behind that, yeah, it gets a little shaky with, with Walker and uh, some of these kids, Bailey falter, uh, Andrew painter they, they're, they're waiting for for these kids to develop. So we'll, we'll see yeah. if they do that this year.
2: So we both agree on the Mets. And I mean, yeah, it's easy to talk about that offense, but any pitching rotation that has Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and Carlos Carrasco—oh my god! First of all, Ooh. it's like they're putting the trying to put the Tigers back together, um, with Scherzer and Verlander getting reunited. Um, but you got Carrasco. Oh man, that 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 starting five—those guys hold up. And most and those guys aren't really, you know, don't wanna curse them. They're not major injury risks, but that 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 Mets uh, starting rotation is I mean, but Carrasco's your five, that's pretty good. Well we'll
1: see what this uh, Singer kid does. Uh, don't know yep. uh how he's gonna translate. Um we we we've seen the uh we've seen David Peterson, we've seen some of the kids behind him uh get get a chance here and there. Uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely top heavy in that rotation. Uh, if Scherzer and Verlander give them, you know, 32 starts, uh, that that's just lights out one, two, of course. Um, huge, obviously losing Edwin Diaz, uh, in the world baseball classic. I'm not going to, uh, belabor that. Uh, I think we know uh, how I felt about that. Just bullshit. Um, really sucks, but, but they have the resources clearly to make adjustments, uh, so they'll give David Robertson, old man, Robertson the first crack at, at being the closer. Uh, they got Adam Modavino behind him. He's got a lot of experience at that. Even Brooks Raley's got some experience closing down in Tampa. Uh, so they're, they're going to overcome that. I just hate that they, you know, that he's such a big part of that team. His attitude, his fire, they got, you know, they play the trumpets and here he comes and the place goes crazy. And that, that was a huge attraction uh, for a sport that clearly is, Uh, looking for attractions because they got to make up all these new rules trying to get fans back in the ballpark. Right. Um, And what I love about them is offensively, uh, as much as I, you know, love the guys that's there, Lindor and Starling Marte and uh, Polar Bear Pete, they can call on uh, reinforcements in the minor leagues. They got Francisco Alvarez as the best, you know, young catcher. Waiting in the wings, they can call on him. They can call on Brett Beatty uh, at third base if if Eduardo Escobar falters. So they they got uh, weapons waiting in the wings. So they're they're really lined up, uh, and that's why I, that's why I love the Mets at the top because I think they're built now and they got guys uh, built for the future.
2: Yeah, they're hard not to like. Um, so that's our our top team. We've got three minutes left here on the live show, <laughs>
0: um,
2: but we always do it. Uh, do we yeah. do we want to uh, talk, talk about the we talked about the Phillies? talked about the only way we talk about the Nationals. Well, let's move on to our predictions. <laughs> or uh, we usually do ALCS, NLCS, World Series. So, uh, who you got
1: in the American League? I actually like uh, in Dusty Retrusty to, to lead the Astros back into the World Series. That rotation wow. is okay. Stupid. Um, I got them beating the uh, the Mariners. I think the Mariners will make a nice run and a surprise okay. and be there in the ALCS. And then the National League, despite not picking them to win the division, I'm going to take the Phillies to come up, get a healthy Bryce Harper, uh, get back on track, and be there ah. at the end and win the National League over the Dodgers. So I have the Astros-Phillies World Series.
2: Okay, I have the Astros getting to the ALCS the same as you, but I have them losing to my Toronto Blue Jays. Ah. In the National League, I've got the Mets losing to the Braves in an AL East showdown. I've got the Jays over the Braves. I've got the Toronto Blue Jays winning the World Series this year.
1: All right. Going all in on Toronto. I will take the Philadelphia Phillies to figure wow. out a way to outlast the Houston Astros in the World Series. I'm taking so second, the Phillies. So you're,
2: you're you're calling on the team to so you're saying they start slow, but that second half surge
1: yeah, carries them get, all the
2: way to a World Series title.
1: Get Bryce back and and uh, figure out some trades or probably trade and, and replace Reese Hoskins at first with with a, with a stud, and yeah, yeah, they'll they'll make it work. And and if Kimbrough doesn't work out, they'll make a trade there and get somebody uh, uh, to to close out the back end of that pen. But that's my pick. The Phillies.
2: Baseball more than any other sport, right? What we're doing now, this is purely for fun. We really do not think that this is really what's going to happen because
1: it's such a long
2: season. There's so many injuries, right? Yep. And, And then there's the trades. I mean, the most robust trade market in all of sports is major league baseball. So, they're correct. Uh, you know, you get that team that gets hot, and and all of a sudden they didn't expect to be there, and then they go all in. It sometimes it pays off. Sometimes you're the L.A. Rams, and you pay the price. and You, <laughs> you win it all, and then you're shit. Um, you know, sometimes no, you you're can't say team. they
1: paid the price because they won it all. So nothing. They won it all, but
2: now they are right. They, they made the deal with the nothing matters. They yep, made that they deal did. with the devil. The devil, sure the devil did. is calling in his favors.
1: But it's okay because they got that. They ring. won
2: the title. I, I, there's 31 other teams that would have taken that deal. That's
1: right. Exactly right.
2: I mean, look at the, uh, the Cubs. The Cubs made that deal. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and they i okay. Made the deal with the devil.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm okay. I love my Cubbies, yep. but you know I got to see something that hadn't been seen in over a century, and I'm. Can't take it away from me.
1: That's right. Nothing matters after that. All of the all of the guys leaving and nobody getting resigned and all that doesn't matter. It they was
2: got that one. it was it was frustrating. One. It was frustrating because that team should have had more than the one, or at least more, you know, more
1: cracks at it, attempts, yeah. more, yes. more bites at the apple.
2: Yeah, they should have had that. Baseball is so much harder than than all of the other sports to have that 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 run. It, it, especially now, um, you just, it's so hard. Oh. It's such a long slog of a season. You know, ball hits you on the hand, right? Or, hey, you're you're celebrating a win, and you, oh. you go down and shoot a sniper gets you. Yeah, um,
1: jump it up yeah. and down and blow your knee out.
2: We, we've oh. seen that before. Who was the guy who jumped on home plate and shattered his leg?
1: Was that Prince Fielder?
2: I don't remember but do you remember that when the guy yeah, They they yeah, did the big leap on the whole plate and you know, he just, and just
1: exploded, yeah. Yeah. I think And then after that all the
2: that. after that all the teams started doing the, the joke celebration where the guy would run up and touch it real gently and they'd all <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> That's right. So uh. Yeah, we I are just, in the
2: after show now, but yeah, you've uh, got we the are. issues. Was, you really you really took that Edwin Diaz thing hard. So hard that I thought you drafted him.
1: <laughs> See, I fooled you. I hadn't had my draft yet. So You didn't kill the
2: guy and you were still mad about it, which is
1: shocking. Exactly, exactly. No, because it's a bullshit tournament that they made up because they were losing fans and losing popularity, so they said, Uh, how do we get fans back? Let's uh pretend like we're we care about the other countries in the world that have a tournament what no it's so dumb uh and and i understand it was exciting the final was i actually watched the uh the last inning of that world baseball classic sure. final because there was, there was nothing else on i
2: watched um, none of it
1: <laughs> i watched none of it up until that um and i i, I watched sort of you know slack jawed as the Manufactured tournament, manufactured uh, a Shohei Ohtani versus Mike Trout finale on the yeah. very last at bat. I'm like, oh man, if if I didn't know better, I would say that they completely made that happen, like in a script. I was like WWE or something. Um, and and Shohei winds up striking him out to win the uh, the whole uh, World Baseball yeah. Classic. Uh, great theater, great drama. Okay, uh, that that's not repeatable. You can't. Manufacture that again. You can't. Uh, next World Baseball Classic is probably not going to have Japan versus United States, Mike Trout versus Shohei Ohtani in the ninth inning uh, with the whole game on the line. I, I don't right. think you can count on that uh, happening again.
2: What I what it uh, what it does for me, and I didn't look too much into this, but I'm going to be looking into this. Is hard fading anybody who pitched deep into that for this season because that is way too early to be logging those kind of miles on your arm and then have to ramp it down to ramp it back up again. I'm very curious to see uh, how many arm injuries these WBC pitchers end up coming up with.
1: That probably is something very uh – good to follow or, or uh, something. And, and it reminds me of the sort of, con- not a controversy, but a lot of the talking heads the next day after the world baseball class was over, it was like, well, America was in great position to possibly, you know, do something, except all their best pitchers weren't competing in it. Cause it's the world baseball classic and they don't want to ramp themselves up that, you know, that early.
2: That uh, is smart.
1: And it's very, very smart and very understandable. Um, so that's why you get to something like that. And Japan is able to send out you Darvish for the eighth inning and Shohei for the ninth. And meanwhile, America, I think their starting pitcher in that championship game was was Merrill Kelly. It was of the, of the Diamondbacks. And it's like, yeah, really? That's that's who you're That's the out?
0: best we can do. <laughs>
1: Not Verlander, not Scherzer, not Garrett Cole. There's there's a there's a lot of great American pitchers I can yeah. think of that I reminds would, you probably...
2: of the uh, Olympics when we were sending the amateur basketball teams.
1: And, and we finally lose, and they're like,
2: "Okay, that's enough of that." All Jordan right, well now we're going to and... send Michael Jordan and Charles <laughs> Barkley and Scottie Pippen. Yeah, and, uh, and and Patrick Ewing and Larry Bur... Yeah,
1: uh, okay. I used to be able to. I can still name all 12. It's going to take me a minute. But now oh, my God. Agree. Who
2: else was it? Was Clyde on that team?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I start with Leitner because he was the one college guy. So I always that's get him out right. of the way first uh, because I'll forget him if I don't do him first. So it was Leitner. Then I mash up the four guys that were on the same uh, – two teammates on the same team. So it was Stockton Malone uh, from the Jazz and then oh, Jordan sure. and Pippen from the Jordan Bulls. Jordan Pippen, yeah. So that's Five. Um, then that, I forget how, I used to have a system to try to get to the last seven, like the centers, uh, Robinson and Ewing. So that's seven. That's
0: just um, cheating.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the the idea that the rest of the world. Could I mean, they were beating guys.
2: teams by like 60 points.
1: They were. Uh, Angola still is, is recovering from that. Um, Drexler was definitely one of the, uh, the guards, um, Oh hmm. man, I, I then I then I get kind of stuck because there's piecing together the the other great players that were around. Larry Bird was there, uh, yep. Chris Mullen, I believe, was there. Um, it, it's it's late. I'm not gonna remember the last couple, but uh, but yeah, it was it was sick. It was it was absolutely disgusting to watch those guys uh, destroy everybody that came in their way. Um, and and America maybe could do something like that if they sent their best guys, but their best guys have no interest in this bullshit. Uh, this you know what?
2: We, we we did it. The 1990 Dream Team, that was the first one. Yeah. Jordan, Bird, Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Ewing, Robinson, Drexler, Pippen, Chris, Chris Mullen, Christian Laettner. The only one oh. we're missing is Magic. Ah. Oh.
1: how the hell did we miss that one? Oh. Like I said, it's late. If it if it was daytime, I would have remembered Magic too. I would have got there, uh, only because it's late did I miss that one. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's kind of a good team. That's kind of the best team ever in any sport. <laughs>
2: and then the uh, the '96 team, um,
1: which I would never get in a million years because I don't. Well, it's almost that team. the
2: exact same team: Barkley, Bird, Drexler, Ewing, Magic, Jordan, Leitner, Malone, Mullen, Pippin. Ro- oh, it's the same team.
1: Yeah. Now, the Dream Team 2 was totally different, and I don't remember. It was like Sean Kemp and and some other guys that are – it was definitely a step down.
2: Ah, here we go. Dream Team 2.
1: Yeah.
2: It it, it looked up Dream Team 2, but it gave me Dream Team 1 for some reason. (laughs) Um, Barkley, Penny. Okay. Grant Hill, Malone, Reggie Miller. Hakeem.
1: Okay. Um, on, on the American? Wait a second. Hakeem on the American team? Yeah. Really? The, the, yeah. the Nigerian nightmare? Okay.
2: 1996 U.S. Men's Olympic team roster, <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait, look, Lars Neupar was on this team, too. <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't. He was on
0: Japan.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So Hakeem and Shaq. Um <laughs> We're on that team: Gary Payton, Scotty, Mitch Richmond. Wow, he, he must have won a bet or something. <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, the Admiral and John Stockton. So that, that's still a great team. Okay,
1: I got the wrong Supersonic. It wasn't Kemp. It was Payton. Okay, it was Payton.
2: So that, that's that, that's still uh, that's still an excellent team. Um, it's
1: an excellent team, but is it not clearly a step down from Dream Team one?
2: Yes. Yeah, well, yes. You took off Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Took off we'll start Ewing. with that. <laughs> you, you took, took off Bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, it it wasn't <laughs> stepped down.
1: Yeah, I I could have never guessed uh, any pretty much anyone on Dream Team two because I, I completely forgot all about it, and I understand that they were dominant as well, but they they it wasn't Dream Team one. Nothing was Dream Team one.
2: No, that was that was fun. I, I mean, so I we. It,
1: Greatest. Greatest of all time.
2: Yes. Cheating. That's what I called it. (laughs) That's that's not fair.
1: But again, that's kind of my point about the whole world baseball. It's just so manufactured and and useless.
2: But the dream team was our response to getting basically boat raced by professionals with college kids.
1: Yes. Our our response to sending the college kids over to, to lose. Yes, to basically and, and sacrificial
2: like, lambs to all of these, uh, you know, up and coming European teams.
1: Um, but, um, but, wait a minute, we yeah. invented this sport. How are we still losing? No, yeah. okay, No, that's it.
2: So we just now the so funny we games the, are over, and and that's when it. I mean, that really was like that was that was just fun. I mean, it was just you know, and it, of course it gave me that great sense of pride, just destroying everybody.
1: There's even uh, politics involved in that because you had Magic up there receiving the gold medal and making sure to wrap himself in the flag uh, so that he can, he can cover up the Nike logo on his uh, jacket because he didn't yeah. endorse Nike.
2: Right, uh, which is it so.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to wrap uh, myself in the
2: flag, literally. Well, it, was good. it was a good baseball preview. Get, get some prognosticating out of the way. Uh, it's like you're flying into some weather Friday.
1: Yeah, it's Chicago. It's April. It's going to suck. I, I've been complaining about that all week.
2: It's supposed to be rainy and nasty on Friday. So hopefully. Now, they have, I will say, they have toned the forecast down some. Um, because oh, was it going to be days... worse? Oh, yeah. They were calling for 70 mile an hour wind ah! down there <laughs> on Friday. And uh, and now they're only calling for, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, but then, then in the overnight, they're actually calling for severe thunderstorms, flooding downpours, hail, damaging wind gusts, and isolated tornadoes.
1: Ooh, fun.
2: Yeah. Welcome back to Chicago.
1: Well, don't say I don't know how to have a good time, huh?
2: Well, and that's okay because Saturday, for the greatest day in sports, rain and snow showers, just like it's on, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
2: Isn't that just per- but that's it's that way almost every year. We've, how many really nice, greatest no. days in sports have we had? I, I
1: it's, it it has not if, been above forty five degrees no. uh, since I've been since I moved out of Chicago. I have not been up there where it's been above forty five degrees. Right.
2: If it's sunny. It's cold. That's, yes. that's, that's Yeah, I can remember driving into some of those on ice.
1: <laughs> and, so, and I remember uh, the last two White Sox games I went to uh, were like seven or eight years ago, and yeah. both of them were bitterly cold, bitter cold.
2: Right. So you said you're due in at seven on Friday.
1: Yeah, but as you remember last year, it takes a long time for me to get from yeah. Midway Airport to out there where you're no, no, where, no. in so, your neck of the so,
2: Knowing that you're no, I was gonna say because knowing that you're flying in a little later, like at seven, meaning I don't probably have to. If I had to come and pick you up, I wouldn't have to even be at the airport till probably seven fifteen or seven thirty, because um, right. you got to get off the plane and get your luggage, you know. Right. So I would probably say I'd be more likely to come and get you, knowing that you're gonna be coming in. You know, it's coming in at seven. You know, trying to drive all the way across from the from the northern suburbs down to uh, Midway in rush hour, at not happening. But, <laughs> you know, if it's something where I know I could come and get you at 7.30, it's like, okay, I'm, if I kind of stay a little bit farther out, stay out in the burbs, leave around 6.45, 6.30, and then try to make it in there, that I can do. If you, if it okay. just means you wait for me for a few minutes, that's no big deal. That's better than you know probably you waiting for a train, and then a oh. and then a change. Yeah, because that trek that you had last year on the I don't know what happened. That's the longest damn train ride.
1: Uh, as I as I explained, first of all, it starts with it's literally about a fifteen minute walk uh, off the plane to oh, to
2: the orange line. to the
1: train to the train platform. There's so many corridors and turns and twists that you have to get through just to get over there where the train is. It is yeah. not convenient at all.
2: Midway, I got to say after, after dropping you off um, last year, Midway's changed a bunch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were the first time I ever went to Midway uh, back when I first started uh, seeing this yeah. woman in uh, in Minnesota. It used uh, to pull
2: in right off of Cicero and then pull into the parking lot, and there it was. And now you got to yeah, do you, all these like spins and turns, and it's like what right. the hell?
1: Yeah, you could like walk onto the plane almost from the from the bus stop. It was so yeah. uh, close. Uh, but back back then well, they were just starting that actually the, uh, happens the construction. The
2: planes actually roll right out onto the street. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they just bypass right through the wall, and uh, we don't need the we don't need a wall. Just, just pick you up right there on the uh, on, on the yeah. on the street right next to the bus.
2: Step off the bus right out of the pl- or step off the plane <laughs> and right out of the bus. There you go.
1: Uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of Chicago when we flew to um, Cartagena, Columbia for our last vacation, because you're flying over some housing, and you you know you're looking into these people's living rooms, and then there's a runway. No, yeah, like, Whoa. there's. <laughs>
2: Landing in Midway is so bizarre because you feel like that the wheels of your plane are rolling on the rooftops. (laughs) You're looking right at the people. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Because at least O'Hare does not have that same feel. No. You're still going over houses, but then you're going over some businesses and then you're going over some fields and then you land. Midway, it's houses, 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 (laughs) runway. Runway. (laughs) We've landed. Yeah, Midway's a strange, strange airport. That's why I'm I'm glad you're flying out of O'Hare. And I'm glad it's not going to be at 4.45 in the morning or whatever it was. No,
1: it's going to be at a reasonable hour. That's Um, good.
2: So, yeah, so I will, unless anything changes, I would say plan on me, you know, being there. And for all we know, you could end up being delayed with the weather.
1: I was going to mention, best laid plans, you think it's going to be easy just going there at 7.30 and picking me up, and then (laughs) – Oops, the flight was no, no, no. I, I will
2: make sure to yeah, make sure you send me your flight information, and I can so I can so I can track uh you know yeah. arrivals and departures because yeah I, I don't once you're up in the air you're up in the air. It's a short flight. That's like a ninety minute flight from Memphis to Chicago. Um,
1: yeah, but then it's another ninety minutes just waiting up there for them to clear the clearest to land for
2: them to let you land. Yeah, so yeah, I know it's supposed to it's supposed to get dicey. Um, Friday, so it's supposed to be warm, windy, wet, and wild. So,
1: well, I didn't, I didn't see the warm part anywhere. I don't know, maybe 64. that's during the day.
2: Sixty-four. Oh, okay, that's
1: during the day. For I...
2: now, now, see, you got to take my perspective into this, right? Six, sixty-four is a heat wave.
1: <laughs> I won't see sixty-four. I'm I'm gonna land at seven thirty. I'm not gonna. I, I don't was, know what sixty-four is. I was is.
2: outside. I was cleaning my car out today. I'm outside, and I was just like enjoying the sun and the warm weather, and it was like forty. <laughs> the sun and the warm you weather. Know, huh? <laughs> I was excited to see patches of grass where the snow had all melted finally. Uh,
1: you guys have been giddy up there, I know.
2: We just oh, missed a oh. big one. We had there was one Another that just one? hit Green Bay and hit the uh, the uh, Fox Valleys, so like Appleton and uh, Sheboygan, Oshkosh. That whole the whole western uh, eastern side of Wisconsin, they got some. One of them got uh, Oshkosh got twenty inches. Fuck. That's an hour and a half east of here we got nothing (laughs) really (laughs) this this storm started and spun itself right over this one spot over and over and over and completely missed us we got we didn't even get a flurry it was sunny all day and if you drive 30 minutes to our east you're getting slammed
3: well
1: somebody in your town had had a rosary in their hand the entire time
2: yeah, we completely lucked out on that one because we started off being in that. And we were supposed to get some of that. And we ended up getting zero snow. But huh. Milwaukee, Chicago, all up and down Lake Michigan, they were just getting crushed.
1: Meanwhile, uh, that week that we were in Columbia, 88 every
2: yeah. day. Man. So, yeah, did, have we talked about your, your no, trip? Yet? No. I no. Mean, it, it, you, you had a great time, though, right?
1: Yeah, it, it was it was awful. They were chasing us down. They, they, I've never seen a town uh, that that their vendors are so aggressive. I've never seen anything like that. I'm from Chicago. We know how people are trying to sell you stuff in the street. It, you've never seen anything like this. It was unbelievable. We so we're in a car. We're in a in a, in a little van, uh, minivan, uh, uh, to take the tour of downtown uh, Cartagena. And the moment we all get out of this car, they are—it's like flies on shit. Hey, you want to buy this? You want to buy that? You want some Gatorade? You want some water? You want some shot glasses? You want some uh, souvenirs? You want anything you can imagine? <laughs> they are trying to give it, and they will not take no for an answer. You say no, and they say, "Come on, take a look." What, I, I already said no. What are you talking
2: about? Oh man, it, they're it, like the—they're oh. like the girls running after you with the lotion bottles in the ball. <laughs>
1: I, I I haven't experienced that,
2: uh, Oh, okay. Maybe it's just me. Running after you? No, I, I no. Oh yeah. You know what the ones are like holding up the lotion, they're like, Come on, come on 'cause you're like, no, 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 they're like, Oh no, no, no. It's like no go away. No, 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 stop it.
1: I I'm a little familiar with the girls with the with the perfume that you walk by that... and they're trying to spray it at you.
2: Yeah, the 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 similar thing.
1: Okay. Uh, nothing, no, not, uh, 10 times more aggressive than them. Way
2: worse. You haven't um, been to New Orleans, have you? Yeah. We, we one, they do one it down do there we... too, except those are usually bums doing it to you.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I don't I remember started that.
2: Street performers. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I
1: should got to not
2: say, it. I should not say bums, uh, right, street got it, got it, performers. Got to be
1: careful now. Uh no, I, I didn't experience that in New Orleans at all. I I, wow. I was on Bourbon, I was on Bourbon Street, and no, it that was, is it was, shocking.
2: It was that great. Insult. When I was there, it was all over the quarter. You could not avoid it. Interesting. The street performers.
1: <laughs> I saw them. Uh, the the guys playing the buckets. Yeah, I, they were all up and down. Yeah, I understand oh. that. Um, but they weren't aggressively trying to, yeah, I remember a couple of guys asking for dollars. But that was exactly like you'd see, you know, when you're in Chicago walking through downtown and people trying to beg you for money, that was nothing. That was, that was completely fine. Oh this my God. Was... I remember
2: we went downtown Chicago with, with the kids. Oh God, this was five years ago. So my daughter was what? Six. And someone, uh, not a street performer. This was a bum. Uh, <laughs> You still say bum? I don't know what the proper term. homeless person. Um, he was
1: performing something; it just wasn't was, playing yeah, drums.
2: Asked us for money, and you know, I, I think, um, and we had just been at some thing down at the at Grant Park, and they were giving away fruit They're like bananas and stuff. So, my, my I think my daughter and my wife gave the guy a banana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd think they'd be appreciative of that, but. Um, that no, sort of like can... real. That really hit my daughter hard. She felt so bad for the homeless person. I mean, it's like it really. Oh yeah, no, it really like affected her. She hadn't, you know, she doesn't. We don't. She see that here. I'm not saying right. it's not here. I'm just right. saying she, she just doesn't didn't see that. Here. Yeah. Right, because when you're driving over the bridge, you don't see the people living under it. Um, <laughs> no, that's a problem here. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I no, I understand just the way you put it, just kind of, oh. <laughs> kind of funny.
2: Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, it was, you, you didn't. You didn't. You weren't trying to to be cruel that time. You it just came out that way.
2: Did that, <laughs> why, did that the, sound? Did that sound mean?
1: The, the people under the bridge, yeah. Just it sounded like a you, like a troll thing or something.
2: No, they do. They live under the bridges here. They're trying to put up gates. It's becoming. It's like a thing. Okay. And the, uh, then, then the people of... who don't then there's people who don't want them to like gate off the under the bridge because that's where the homeless people live, and then the city's like but we don't want them living under the bridge <laughs>
0: uh
1: no i, I understand uh, but no it's uh yeah she she's she would see a lot of uh people asking for money or, or yes. however you want to she... do it if she was in Chicago more.
2: It just broke her. It just broke her heart, and it was just like it felt so bad, you know. She's six year old, you know, you know. But that's, but that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's trin for you. Well,
1: and also, I can tell you from experience, giving those people food is the, that's the last thing they want. They want your money, they want so they food. can go get. Food. They want booze. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> they, they want what is it? What, what is it? Fentanyl. That's the thing now, right?
1: <laughs> oh God! Yeah, they they want whatever is gonna make them forget about their homeless situation. And yes. Giving them a sandwich yes. is not going to make to them forget be, about it.
2: It used to just be some ripple in a brown paper bag. Um, <laughs> right. Now, now it's a little harder.
1: It's whatever they can get their hands on, basically.
2: Right. So it, it is um, obviously not bananas.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Cartagena was great. It's beautiful. Um, I love the weather, even though I was sweating everywhere. Um, but that's the that's the the standout thing to me was the way they hawked you trying to sell you stuff. So we went to uh, there's a big fort, um, and okay. my wife and my wife and I just went inside the gate and then sat at the base there, right inside the gate, because to go take the tour of the fort, uh, you would have had to go like up ramps and it was high, like it was up there, um, and. It was hot, and it's not exactly covered, and we weren't interested, so we stayed down there.
2: I mean, you're basically the, like right on the equator, almost, right? Uh,
1: is it that? Uh, it, no, it's, it's, it says it's it's the northern tip, I guess, of South America. So we were right there. It's only a three hour flight from Miami, so it's not that far. Um, That's
2: so amazing when you think of that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot lot farther too. Uh, but no, it was, it was much closer than than I thought. Um, but so we're sitting inside that gate. So there's guys, all those guys that are hawking you when you walk inside the gate. One of them is selling uh, fluids, water and Gatorade stuff. He and like he at some point, I guess he asked my name and I told him my name, Andre. And he goes, okay, Andre, uh, maybe when you come out, uh, you get water and I said, maybe later. And he, okay, maybe later. So my wife and I go sit inside the, uh, inside the gate. The guy that I just talked to is looking in at us like 15 minutes, 30 minutes. He's looking in at us. And he, and every now and then, maybe every 10 minutes or so, he yells out my name. Hey, Andre. And I look over and he looks at me and with this weird smile and maybe later, (laughs) like, Oh my God, (laughs) I, Dude, I did not promise I was going to give you my firstborn. I just said I might buy some water from you later. My goodness. So, and it's so hot. Eventually, it gets to the point my wife wants some water. So now I got to get up and look around and find somebody. I didn't see the guy. I wasn't really looking for him, but I didn't see the guy that I said maybe later. So I saw somebody else selling water, and I bought a couple of waters off of that guy. And later on, the guy that saw him, that was uh, asking me and, and thought I would get water from him maybe later He looks at us drinking water and he says, Hey, what happened to maybe less? Whatever he said. And I'm like, dude, it is not that serious. I bought two waters from someone else. It's okay. You have sell your water to someone. It was, it was very odd that they're that they make it real personal with you. And they really try to to sell this stuff to you, which, you know, I I understand aggressive selling and that's their job. That's That's how they make their money. That's how they feed their family. I understand all that but I just never seen it that aggressive. Like they made it seem like if you don't buy something from them, they were, it almost felt like they're going to hurt you. Like I, it, it almost felt threatening for the way they, and, and, and there's so many of them. It's like five of them around us at the same time, all trying to sell us different stuff. And it's like, no, how many times I have to tell you, no, I'm not interested. Eventually I started saying no dinero and, and, and front, like I ain't got no money anymore. And that still didn't stop them. Some of them still kept coming after I said, no dinero. And I'm like, what do I have to tell you to get away from me? What the fuck, man? And, and one of the people we were with actually did, like, yell back at, at one of them, like, no dinero. like, got angry with him. And I saw the look on the guy's face when she said that to him. And he's like, what the hell's wrong with her? But it's just, eventually it gets to you. Like, it's just so uh, suffocating. Like, if you're claustrophobic, uh, you would have really had a panic attack over there that's how much they surround you that's how much on top of you they are so that's the thing uh, about the uh, Cartagena I don't have too much other complaints about the trip other than that it was a wonderful trip well I, I take that back the hotel service was not very good uh but that's partially because I was the ugly american and didn't know any spanish so i'm there in south america expecting them to understand my english orders but in my defense the food uh menus are in English and so I'm just ordering what it says on the menu and they still don't understand me. So like, why are you printing up your menus in English? And then your, your, your server is coming around. And the first thing he says is, uh, I will be your server tonight and acting like he knows English. And then everything you ask him after that, he has to call somebody else over to to try to translate because he doesn't actually know English, but you send him over there to say, I'll be your server as if he knows English. So I, 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 take responsibility on my end for uh, visiting South America, not knowing very much Spanish. That's not good by, uh, by my, by my part, by anybody that was uh, in my party, my wife and the the three people that we went with, none of us really knew any Spanish. um, And it was a, it was a big problem. The the language barrier was a, was a problem with the service, but at the same time the service shouldn't pretend like they know English when they don't actually know any English. Uh, But other than that, I had a great time.
2: That's great. Well, it's good.
1: It's always like that. It's always a bunch of complaints and a bunch of things that I'm trying to get off my chest and and, and make it seem like you know it was a terrible, terrible trip, but it it wasn't. It was it was a great. The the, uh, customs trying to get off the plane was terrible too. They they very unorganized. Uh, We stood there. It was it was about forty minutes. We stood in this line to get through customs to get off the plane in, in Cartagena and we weren't halfway through the line yet um now it was a special circumstance that there was a plane that emptied out be- right before we got there uh that was in front of us um and then there was another plane that emptied up uh, emptied out right after we got there so we were back to back with all these people so that made it uh very bad uh, as far as standing there when, uh, in the heat the it wasn't really air conditioned properly um uh, and like i said it was 88 every day there so uh So that was pretty torturous, and then finally, like I said, we were there about 40 minutes before somebody saw us, and I don't know if it was my wife's uh, gray hairs that that she's got the the salt and pepper thing going with her hair, or if it was me being hunched over because of this bad back that I've had for a month now, Uh, but for whatever reason, somebody came and saw us, somebody officially, you know, that, that works there at the airport saw us, in line and, and beckoned us and called us uh, out of line and took us over through this line that's through to, uh, to this area that said diplomats and took us through oh. that line and, and <laughs> was able to expedite us and, and get us through customs a lot faster. So whoever saw that and saw our suffering, uh, thank you very much for that. Um, but because we were gonna be we were gonna be there, like I said, we weren't halfway through the line yet. So we had we had suffered for forty minutes, and we were gonna suffer for another hour before we got to, to that line because they were very uh, unorganized. Wow! Uh, but but other than that, I had a great time.
2: <laughs> of course you did. I I, I know you did.
3: <sighs> uh,
1: I, I definitely enjoyed the weather. I I got back to Memphis, and it was fr- uh, friggin' forty degrees when I when I got back. And I'm like, what? I was mad. I was mad at the weather after I got back. I was like, what the hell? Because it's the Mid-South. It's supposed to be getting warm by now. I know it's not spring. I mean, technically it's spring. uh, But like, I know in Chicago, it's still, you know, 30 degrees uh, in in March and April. I understand that. But down here, it's supposed to be getting warm by now. And it really wasn't. Not yet, anyway. It's kind of warm now. But uh, when we first got back from Columbia, it was like 40 degrees. And I was like, this is bullshit,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's but I, been a weird and, and I
1: understand 40 degrees to you is tropical.
2: Yes, I I <laughs> I would take 40s a lot.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh I uh, thank you very much for hanging in there uh, through my uh blathering about the trip. Uh it, it was a great trip uh despite all of that. Um and I commend you for hanging in there with your your voice because you were you were struggling but you made it through the whole show. So very, very happy for you uh, doing that. Um, so, uh unless you have anything else, I think we're, we're about finished.
2: Yeah, no, that's why, I, that's why I took it a little bit more easy last night because I knew we had a long one uh, tonight, but it was all good.
0: Yep, you,
1: you, hang, you hung in there and you made it through the end. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, definitely a fun show. Definitely um, always enjoy uh, the baseball preview, even though we realized that most of these teams are going to be different uh, by the time July is over, just because of the trade divide and injuries and whatnot. But it's it's baseball. We're we have a lot of fun previewing because we're just happy that baseball is back. Oh, and I did have my draft uh, Saturday night, so I, I could go through that oh. very very quickly. How
2: um, did that I go the, and, it, and...
1: I, I got the number two pick uh, overall, so I was able to get uh, Ronald Acuna. So I'm very thrilled with okay. that. Um and my other good offensive players, I got Bogarts. Uh, I got Raphael Devers and I got, uh, I'm, I'm taking a chance on Louis Robert. I keep waiting on him to get good for the white Sox, Uh, so I'm taking a chance on him one this of these year. Well, one, eventually one of these years, he's going to be pretty good. I hope. Um, after that, my offense is kind of like, I don't even want to talk about the other guys cause it really falls off after that. I, uh, I didn't have the best draft uh, offensively after that because I was trying to shore up my pitching uh, once I got those top offensive players. Uh, so my pitchers are, you mentioned uh, Sandy Alcantara in Miami. I, I, I took the Cy Young Award winner. Um, Urias from the Dodgers, trying to get some wins because he seems to always be good for wins. Um, Blake Snell, uh, I'm, I'm taking a chance on Chris Sale. Hopefully he can make a comeback. Old-ass uh, old, old ass Charlie Morton, what the hell. Um, Sonny Gray in, in Minnesota, like I said, I think he's uh, an under, underrated pitcher. And then the closers, I, I struggled so much with closers last year because I was trying to go cheap, so I tried to just get three really good ones and be done with it uh, this year. Uh, so that worked out, that worked out to get uh, Ryan Presley and, and Clay Holmes, so that's two. But then the third, I, I goofed up a little bit. I got uh, Razor Iglesias from the Braves, who uh, got inflammation in his shoulder, which is never good. So that might be a problem. Um, so I'll, I'll wait to the uh, for the waivers uh, to start opening up tomorrow, and I'll figure out how to how to replace him because it looks like I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need to replace him at least for the next month.
2: Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, trying to get guys killed already, huh?
1: It, it, it's me. It wouldn't be me otherwise. And and I took Tristan uh, Casas uh, for the for the Red Sox. The, the- oh no. Uh, yeah, I, I took a chance on the kid. I know. I, I'm, That's my guy. I know. I know. I got. I got I to take one. I, at least I didn't take like everybody on your on your on your keeper list. Okay. Uh, but but I did take one. <laughs>
2: you didn't take Marcus Simeon or any no, of our pitchers. Not, no, no, not not this time. Okay. Uh, All right. Did, did, did,
1: did, you know, you don't have Eovaldi, uh, do you this year?
2: No, 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 no. No, no okay. we've got a lot of we've got a lot of cheap pitchers like Kirby. Well. Uh Framber. Yep. So uh I, I, of, left of, all I those think alone. we've got six I think I've got six pitch pitchers that we're keeping, but I think I've only got forty two dollars invested in them. There you go, that's that's our deal. Yeah. It's Kirby, it's Framber, it's uh Joanne Duran. What yeah, just no, make they, him they gotta, a damn closer, would you? Yeah,
1: exactly. They gotta make him the man eventually. They got to.
2: And uh Ah, You know, we've got Tanner Houck for a dollar. Um,
1: Tanner Houck, he's a buck.
2: Tanner Houck and James Caprillion, he's a buck. Ah. Uh, so a couple okay. of he's a buck, couple of he's a bucks, and then uh, you know, a couple then three uh, three other guys. So and Kikuchi, we've got Yusei Kikuchi.
1: That seems like our deal uh, every year. Now we're gonna have some cheap pitching we carry over, and we're gonna have a lot of money to to get some bats.
2: Yeah, that seems to be our 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 uh, our move. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's, let's go. Mount up.
2: Tomorrow's Declaration Day. I'll be sending that in, and uh, you know, taking your advice, and we're gonna have uh, a lot of money, as always. As, yeah, um, I just traded Kevin, I traded Kevin Gausman. Did you see that? Yeah. Somebody took him off our hands at thirty-three dollars salary.
1: Right. That's the only reason to trade him is he's a little bloated
2: salary wise. Uh, yes. I got a couple of I got a couple of drafts for them. It's like I wasn't going to keep them. Right. But then I got an and offer I... for a a Breu for like their 80 second. I'm like, no. You're not giving me your <laughs> lowest. No. <laughs> no. Hey, they got
1: to ask. Can't can't, can't get it unless you ask.
2: Yeah. I do I do like that we had two more teams tonight that sent out uh trade bait and they just write these glowing reviews for these. Guys. <laughs> Did you notice that when I sent it, I said, here's here's some guys. I just listed them in their salary, right? Yep. I don't – you you don't need a, a bio on the guy making him sound like he is the greatest pitcher ever or the greatest <laughs> a... hitter of all time. Like he is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: <laughs> you and read you can that have
2: him. Did you read that email <laughs> that I sent earlier in the off-season?
1: Uh, I don't remember it, but... Uh... Oh, well,
2: it was right around... Uh, it, it was right around... When I sent out who my declared uh, keepers were. Right after the, I... uh, the GOAT meeting, and I said, and you know, and sure enough, any of these guys who I'm not keeping are all first ballot Hall of Famers, Ed. <laughs> You know, the only reason I don't keep all these guys is to keep the league competitive.
1: Yeah, I, I think I remember that
2: uh, yeah. email. I was just like, uh, but yeah, I just there was another one that was sent out, and it's like, oh, this guy is just like the greatest thing ever. I, it's such the, so much salesmanship for players that you're throwing back. Uh,
1: these are ad guys. You you know by now. I know they, they can't I help know. it.
2: They can't help themselves.
1: Uh, I, I look forward to those. Cause I just laugh. It's, it's it entertaining. Is they, no, they, they it, run it, down it, it, the it, list. It, this guy made the all-star team last year, and he looks like he's going to be their three hitter. And then you can't have him because I don't want him. Like what? Okay. good.
2: <laughs> but then if you offer me a pick for him, I'm going to tell you to make it better.
1: <laughs> right. I'm insulted by your offer for this.
2: Yes. All-star. For this guy, I don't year. want. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so, it's it's a gentleman. It's a gentleman's game.
1: It's a rite of passage. You know the season is yeah. is, is about we, to be and, underway.
2: And, yeah, and we have a new team, and it, it, you know, and we'll be there. And I'm sure we'll have a report back in the next couple of weeks. And you said the draft's coming up already. It's just crazy.
1: Uh, the draft to be the last week of the month, so we're last almost, almost guaranteed. Yep. We're almost guaranteed to get a show in before then. Just recapping our <laughs> uh, Chicago yeah. uh, follicles, uh, volleys, and meeting uh, yeah, the new. 27th meeting the new team and then uh, saying hi to the uh, to the new commission we know very well of course yes so looking forward to chicago even though it's apparently going to be uh, a wintry nightmare <laughs> but, yeah it
2: sounds but like it's we're chicago getting, so. we're getting all four seasons it sounds like in <laughs> 24 hours
1: i titled one of our past podcasts recapping chicago all four seasons in 24 hours that's that happened oh, well before.
2: we're gonna get some. Sounds like we're getting it again. So, yeah, it, I'm all new right. To it. I'm I'll let you go. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to bed. Uh, got a what, two days of, of baseball crash course before I pack up and head down to Chicago on Friday, and I'll see you Friday.
1: And I'll be in and out tomorrow, uh, so uh, in case you're texting and don't hear back from me, because I'm getting uh, an MRI on this back, so I can try to figure out what the hell is going ah, on here.
2: Yeah, I actually, I, I think I sent you what I planned on keeping. You didn't, you know, you other than telling me it's like, yeah, you might be keeping a couple guys too many. Other than that, uh, I'm pretty set.
1: Yeah, I, that, I didn't have any other issues other than than that. But yeah.
2: in the in the absence of a. Uh, you know, a, a last second trade offer or something. I, I don't anticipate my uh, team changing too much here over the next, uh, what would be, 17 hours.
1: Yep. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to setting all that up and ready to see each other uh, Friday night.
2: Yeah. We'll do it live.
1: We'll do it live. All right. We are, like I said, uh, guaranteed to get another podcast in before the draft aftermath. So that'll be either uh, next week or, or the week after that. It won't be too long. Uh, uh, recapping our trip to Chicago for our annual baseball draft, which we are definitely looking forward to, even though the weather's going to be shitty. Okay. Very long show. It's a good thing long... that we'll
2: be in a room for seven hours doing the draft.
1: Uh, unless the power goes out or something.
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think we can still do the draft without power.
1: <laughs> Some of us can. We're on autopilot like that. We can. We, we can say 15 uh, without the lights on. We don't need lights right. to, to bid people up. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, very good baseball preview. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that and our ramblings in the after show. As you found out, if you didn't know why we are the kings of non sequitur, you definitely found out uh, in that after show, because I don't know what we were just talking about for the last 43 minutes, but, uh, but we, we were talking. Uh, so hopefully uh, you all enjoyed it. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of non Sequitur, the off-season version of, in much less detail, the podcast. Our baseball preview, it's a whole new ball game. Like uh, like Lewin and Jersey said three hours ago, it's going to be a different ball game, and it's going to look different. And I, I'm old. I don't like a lot of the changes, but that's because I'm old. Uh, we will talk to you sometime next week or the week after recapping our trip to Chicago. See you then.